0: love
1: talk radio Africa is Africa. 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 the center of the world latitude zero longitude zero planned by the creator Cisantribus was the first man found on the earth that earth
0: I'll okay.
2: As Bob stated, many more will suffer, many more will die. Don't
3: ask me why.
2: We'd like to welcome everyone to Africa on the Move on the 25th day of December 2022. Our theme today is Part 2, Cuba, Africa and Liberation. We welcome you to join us by dialing in. Three two three six seven nine zero eight four one. Before we going to further, before we even introduce our political panelists and analysts, we're gonna do something a little different. When we talk about a people who are struggling for their liberation, we know many will suffer and many will have to die. Don't ask me why, but I'm gonna ask my panelists today, why? They have to die, many more have to die, and many more will suffer. How can we change this narrative if we are to get our liberation? So from Brother Haki, we'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Move as a representative of the African Women's Association. Before we do a formal introduction of our panelists and analysts, respond to Bob's statement, many will have to suffer, many will have to die, don't ask them why. Why? They have to take place, brother Hackie. Give me your perspective on
4: that. I, I, I. It's a very interesting question, brother. Brother Africa, uh, certainly there is this, this paradox in which, when you look through history and you look at the kind of um, meaningless suffering that transpired among the masses of people, you ask the question: you know, at what point do people begin to realize, or people sense? There's something fund- fundamentally wrong, in order to re- fundamentally address that wrong, that you have to stand up and be accountable. It's a very interesting paradox. One uh, would think, when you look at historically, when you look at the flow of history, you think people will learn the lesson and say, listen, I've seen this before. I've seen these kind of injustices, and I've seen the kind of uh, uh, um, damages inflicted upon the human psychic in terms of, you know, a fundamental uh, uh, disparity between you know those who have and those who don't have, and so therefore, I don't want a similar kind of situation. So therefore, I'm going to actively fight against such a system or such a way of life. But nonetheless, uh, what often transpired historically has been that those people who are disproportionately adversely impacted, those people who catch the most most help, tend to be very very silent in the face of all this all this travesty, all this kind of injustice that is inflicted upon them. Uh, a lot of it has to do with conditioning, I think, brother Africa. I, I think that you know, uh, like the, like the, um, the, the brother, the scientist, I can't recall his name, but when he talk about in terms of, you know, how people internalize power, people who have huge sums of wealth, uh, or people who have access to power act like they have power. People who are, who don't have access to, to a lot to power tend to act like they don't have any power. So in that context, you certainly can understand why people who are powerless would simply acquiesce or simply give in to the powers that be under the guise that there's nothing we can do. So do whatever you want to me, I'm going to simply have to take it and die. Uh, so, you know, you know, of course, the question is, you know, what can we do to change that, um, uh, change, change, you know, change that paradox? Uh, you know, I think the only thing you really can do in, in that context, and realistically speaking, I think, uh, you have to really, we have not only ed- educating people in terms of what's going on, but it has to be continuous education because if it's not continuous. That's only conceivable to get that message through all the propaganda that's put up by the state in terms of the sole purpose of keeping people feeling powerless. So if we can create some kind of way in terms of perpetuating the message continuously, then there's no way in terms of empowering people to understand fundamentally what's going on in society and how these these changes adversely impact their lives. So I think that so, brother, I think Brother Bob's brother, message is that, you know, when you, when you look at it, the situation is its entirety. You ask yourself, you know, why is this suffering? Why do people, why are people so complacent? Why are they willing to allow themselves to be victimized? What is it about human beings, you know, that would allow, would allow them to even justify such, such a condition? Well, I think the mystery comes in is that because, you know, when, when you look at it from a logical point of view, you try to understand it from a sociological point of view. You you look at it and you say well okay you understand the role of power in terms of how it impacts people's lives, but more fundamentally you ask yourself but yes but if you but if you smack me and if I take that that's all me so you begin to ask yourself you know, well what 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 is it what is it, what is it unique about a human character in terms of being able to be slapped continuously and continue to take it so that is the natural mystic I think brother Bob is talking about trying to understand uh why people are why people are willing you know to endure any kind of suffering uh, uh under the guys that you know that they're published to to effect change i think that is a national mystery brother africa and i think that that that's suffering that uh is is beyond my understanding other than sociologically understanding this propensity pragmatically speaking is a very difficult thing to understand
2: and and i close with that thank you brother haki we now will go to Brother Maurice, you heard Bob stated that many will have to suffer and many will have to die. Don't ask him why. When you're talking about people fighting for their liberation, um, how will you respond to that particular narrative, brother Maurice? Don't ask him why. Uh, why you right. think this is so, brother Maurice? I
3: think, I think this is greetings. Greetings. Thank you, brother. I, uh, Brother Africa, I think this I think this is so because when we are un are, are unorganized and not uh and lack political education and uh and it basically is distracted or confused by this economic economical system of capitalism and of imperialism, it confuses the masses of people. We're confused, we're lost. This is why you have this, this ongoing uh, of Of everybody not 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 making it if you will to uh to answer or respond back to bob's um brother bob song uh, you know uh at, at, when you are unorganized a lot of more of us are gonna be sacrificed a lot of us is gonna unfortunately for, unfortunately die um and and, and it it's it, it unnecessary deaths it's unnecessary killings the unnecessary loss of life because if we was organized and if we was political astute, political educated of of the of of the uh, of this exploitative and parasitic uh, uh, economic economical system, I think we'll have a better chance to to uh, to have a, a, a longer. Uh, most of us, most of the masses of people who are dying and killing our children, our women, our sisters, our elders, our brothers, our fathers, if we understood this system. And understood the solution to this scientific so- socialism as what Cuba is doing with their medical uh, union, not only you know p- political but medical. Their political uh, awareness is so is, is so ingrained in their medical unit. They understand the principles of humanism, egalitarianism. When you have though when you have an economic system by the name of scientific socialism that embrace. Uh, communalism, community, socialization, right? Egalitarian, not not focusing on the profit, but focusing on the person, on the people, right? That's when we can have that's 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 when we can have the uh, uh, uh we can we can decrease these losses of life. But until we but but until we get to that point, Bob Marley's uh, song, uh, a lot of us is going to be perishing, man. And I conclude, Pan Africanism uh, as an African person, an African heritage, heritage you have the choice of Pan Africanism, or we're going to continue to perish like we're doing. And I hope I answer your question, Brother Africa.
2: Thank you, my brother. We move on to Brother Anthony, um, organizer for the All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. We like to welcome him and Brother Anthony. Uh, Marty Pan here. many will have to suffer, and many will have to die. Don't ask him why. Well, I'm going to ask you as a panelist at Energy Day, why? Why men will have to suffer and men will have to die? When are talking about people who fight for their liberation and freedom. Your response, Brother Anthony?
5: All several factors come into play. One is the fact that we're disorganized and confused as to who our enemy is. And uh, the only way to alleviate that is to join a political organization that is working, that is generally working for the people's liberation. And uh, and that includes uh, political organizations that are guided by revolutionary ideologies. One such organization is the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, G.C., our ideology is nkrumanism uh which takes its name from the works, practices, and teachings of Vastasia Folkwami Nkrumah and Atmet sekou uh, You can find out more about this by visiting our website, www.a-aprp-gc.org and uh, you can find out more about our program Objective and by visiting that website and it also gives a pretty good history of Pan-Africanism as well. Uh, but in short, uh, that would be my answer. As long as our pe- uh, people continue to be confused and disorganized, uh, this is going to go on. And the only uh, the only solution is joining an organization that is working for our people's liberation. Thank you, Brother Anthony. going to Brother Moses, many have to suffer,
2: many have to die. Don't ask me why, Brother Moses, why?
6: Well, um, I'll take, for example, the Israeli situation. Um, The situation is not one of of consciousness, per se, in terms of the Palestinian people, because they are aware of their suffering and they're aware of their oppression. They're aware of their exploitation but um it's the overwhelming overwhelming occupational force that they're faced with and and many are suffering and many are dying and um it's a direct result of imperialism and capitalism and the, and the pursuit of, of, of profits and and it, it regional exploitation at the expense of the Palestinian people and so you know it's 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 a question of getting organized, but it's also a question of of organizing the the people who who are not conscious of the oppression and who are not who 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 the people inside of Israel and in, and around the world who love freedom and see the oppression and see the exploitation of the Palestinian people and the occupation of their land. And and uh, it's time for all the people to come together and, and support the Palestinian people. But it's it's going to be a protracted struggle because until we deal with the the heart of the beast, the USA, this this con- situation will continue because this is a military settlers post, a military outlet for the U.S. Army, U.S. government, U.S. military industrial complex, and. Um, Is part and function of the war machine, and so you know we we have to continue to educate and politicize people, but but we're going to have to sooner or later have so much overwhelming consciousness on the part of the oppressor press oppressed people that we will be able to overcome the oppressor, and it's going to take some of the uh, people who are on the oppressor side now will have to turn over to us to track the struggle. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses and Sister Eleanor. Many will have to suffer and many will die. Don't ask me why. Why, Sister Eleanor, your response as it relates to a peaceful struggle for their freedom? Well, first of all, good evening
7: to our guests here and abroad. My name is Eleanor Johnson. Uh, Thank you for having me this evening, Brother Africa. The suffering that we see today, I think much of it comes through uh, misinformation and the uh, social media. And we see uh, uh, this misinformation being spread. And then also there's the reality in this country of systemic racism. And uh, systemic racism means no one is left untouched by this. So you see, certain groups that are isolated and marginalized. As Brother um, Moses mentioned, he mentioned the uh, Palestinian people and the military settlers state that was established there in the nineteen forty nine. Similar things have been done here to the African American. We are easily recognizable and distinguish uh, uh, from other people. And right now we have something happening in the world that we have not seen for uh, decades, and that is uh, an authoritarian movement. You see it with Bolsonaro in Brazil. You saw the election of Donald Trump in this country. You see it in India with the leader. And so there's so much division. And as um, Brother Maurice mentioned, capitalism is playing a tremendous role and uh, the wage lay system, it is more effective than any system that I've seen. And all of these factors play into affecting the quality of life for people. So the life expectancy of uh, the lower class tremendously, tremendously impacted people living in overcrowded housing conditions, um, uh a lack of access to health care, limited transportation, um, lack of education, and access to education. All of these factors play into not only marginalizing people, but also affecting uh, their life expectancy. And we see um, the violence that is afflicted against uh, poor people and the way uh the CIA and others have um uh, infiltrated black communities with cocaine and certain types of drugs and with weapons people who can't afford to buy a meal uh suddenly have weapons how do they have access to these weapons so we need to think about these things and then we have to look at the uh, war the proxy war that the US has been Waging against the Ukraine So there's so many factors And um, Bob being the uh, Great artist that he was Was uh, uh, He he saw He was ahead of his time As was James Brown And so many artists You know um, with the, And poets um, Such as uh, And so much is reflected Through art Which is uh, the book Beloved It spoke to the experience of uh, a slave woman, but it did it through fiction, Uh, a slave woman in the United States and her child. So this victimization and marginalization of folks uh, affects their life expectancy. And the sooner we uh, begin to um, organize our community, educate our community, The sooner we'll see changes, and as uh, was mentioned, have a a successful, a successful revolution, and even with this horrible embargo, sixty-year embargo, it managed to change this nation and, and not be a token of the U.S., but to be a people's government run for and operated by the people, with access to education medical uh, uh, assistance, housing, and other resources. All right, so with that in mind, you see a, uh, a change in the quality of life, ergo a change in life expectancy and longevity. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Sister that And to our listening audience, this is Africa on the Move. As your host, Brother Africa, this was just a prelude to a formal opening that would take place when we come back from our rubber coastal break. We welcome everyone to Africa Remove on the twenty fifth day of December two thousand twenty two. We wish everybody have a happy Merry Christmas as well as a happy Kwanzaa that will be coming up starting tomorrow. And any other holidays or seasonal greetings that you may celebrate. We wish the best for you. So we're going to pause for this cause, take this rubbish here, culture break, and we we come back, we'll do our formal opening as usual. This is Africa on the Move.
1: Yeah.
8: When I dropped the mic, it hit the floor like Thor. That's why We can't pick it up no more. It's smart for the shit start, for it get dark, for they hit you with the pitchfork. Better crip, walk, this is real talk. Smoke, push, ambush, then we peel off. Nigga still running with the wheels off. Always looking out for the crisscross. I'm a bigger boss than Rick Ross, always winning, nigga get lost, it's the warlord, bring the boo when I bail through it's crazy like Bellevue, what they tell you, leave that boy alone, that boy alone. like home alone, yeah. fuck a stolen bomb, arrest the president, you got the evidence, That nigga is Russian intelligence, when it rains it pours, did you know the new pipe was orange? Boy, you're showing your horns. They trying to replace my halo with thorns. You so basic with your bait sticks. Let's go ape shit in the matrix. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. I took back my ice and all black tonight. That's right. Some niggas got to sacrifice. Not a criminal. No. I'm a seminal. Yeah. I was free once. Now I'm clinical. You so technical. This was Mexico. Now everywhere I go is owned by Mexico. Fuck them, fuck them and the rest Hell of you. Yeah. I turn the fool into a backhopper I'ma roll with the aliens Man, fuck these Homo sapiens. They don't really wanna make friends. All they want is I'm a Mercedes Benz.
2: Yeah.
8: All they want is they dividends and decibels. Fuck these citizens. They'll treat us like hooligans Throw him in, they don't care what school he is These people don't play fair It ain't even fair at the state fair Give a young nigga gray hair That's why I'm here Take your ass lay there You better stay there Close your fucking eyes like a it's daycare Make myself clear, than Shakespeare I'm here to take money, even fake hair So desperate is what I'm left with For the record, you affected Who you elected, it's so septic So full of shit, I can't accept it Arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president You got the evidence, arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president You got the evidence, arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president Arrest the president, arrest the president, arrest the president, you got the evidence. I reside on the west side, I murder with my third eye, niggas so fly get a bird's eye, I make them scream bloody murder, let's meet at the white house, run in and turn the lights out, man they treat it like a trap house, these motherfuckers never take the trash out, they just cash out and mash out. Nigga, take your drugs and pass out up. Niggas love to go that fast route I see you when your black ass get out mm-hmm. Homie, you play too much yeah. Why these devils, they doing way too much mm-hmm. Most of them won't say too much Why he steady planning? God knows, what. God knows what. what That's why I roll with the real ones Real ones, trying to reach millions Real ones, trying to make billions Real ones, rest like civilians Arrest the president, arrest the president Arrest
9: the president, you got the evidence Arrest the president, arrest the president Arrest the president, you got the evidence
10: Fresh out East and L.A. no man Fresh that we and I'm on for fresh
1: I know.
2: Back to Africa on the Move As your host, brother Africa We're going to be in the seat And we're going to take the heat As we define it, we're going to stand behind it We encourage all our listeners To spread the word That you can hear Africa on the Move Every Sunday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, U.S. Also, we'd like to remind you That You have over a week We want you to, uh, at least if you haven't already Lock in, to make sure you come on this Freedom Ride to Cuba under the banner of the African Awareness Association. There will be a travel challenge in solidarity with Cuba from January the 23rd to the 30th, 2023. with a better way of bringing it in the New Year. So you haven't signed up for it. You still have about a week left. You must act now. Again, you can contact the African Awareness Association by emailing them at AfricanAwarenessAssociation2 at Gmail. We'll call 804-549-7492, 202-714-9435. Be there or be a square. So at this point in time, we're going to begin our program as it relates to Part 2, Cuba, Africa, and liberation. First and foremost, like always, if we, if we smell it, we're going to tell it we are going to do so. You have political panelists and analysts for today's program. We first will start off. We would like to welcome Brother Haki to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Brother Haki.
4: <coughs> Brother Africa, thanks for having me. My name is Haki Kamatha Mishoki, Colonel with African Awareness, and of course, Brother Africa. My bang is all about institution building. But certainly in the context of building institutions, one of the pivotal questions I think we have to ask ourselves Just this question in terms of homelessness. Ordinarily, when we discuss homelessness, we talk talk from a a bird's-eye view perspective in terms of homelessness. What I want to do briefly is talk about homelessness from a frog's-eye perspective in terms of why homelessness exists in the first place. Now, I want you to check this out, Brother Africa. Now, Milton Friedman once remarked, corporations should not take into account public interests, nor should government take into account the public's interest. Nowhere is this sentiment brazenly verifiable than homelessness in the U.S. Homelessness, a a structural aspect of finance capitalism, is embedded in economic policy that sees homelessness as unimportant compared to the rights of the wealthy to capitalize on the misfortunes of the poor. In order to appreciate this statement, some understanding of the evolution of industrial capitalism to finance capitalism is at hand. Industrial capitalism embraced liberal democracy where individual rights were protected but regulated by government to minimize greater damage to the economy by sheer power of capitalism. Finance capitalism, enjoying greater control over the finance system, sought to eliminate any regulation, government or otherwise, that constrained the capitalist class' ability to make excessive profits. Dismantling of regulations were achieved by painting government as a problem to economic growth, and the wholesale purchasing of politicians to ensure laws favored to the financial sector to the, to the exclusion of political considerations and interests to the masses of people. This strategy was very successful. By 1971, Nixon abandoned the gold standard, in effect, making it possible for government to create astounding wealth for, for the capitalists at the expense of the real economy. Damage to the real economy included fair wages, jobs, housing, being substantial, excelled a, at a, a, a unprecedented rate levels. When when the 1980s rolled around, neoliberalism was in vogue. Policies weakening regulation of finance, endorsement of monopolies, and decimation of consumer protection thrived, serving as a catalyst for further empowerment of the financial sector. As the financial system took on increasing power and government increasingly sidelined, Wall Street's role, courtesy of defending the Department The Department of Treasury took on increasing significance in determining winners and losers in this new economy. With the rise of Wall Street, the financial sector was strategically placed to define economic policy and the parameters established to ensure the capitalist class benefited at all costs, despite harm to the general economy. Wall Street influence of the economy was unmistakable. During Obama's time as president, Wall Street policies via the Federal Reserve determined the direction of the economy following the subprime debacle which saw the manipulation of stocks and bonds to ensure a big payday for the wealthy and institutional investors. It is at this point the the, the president was established both justifying homelessness and the ascent of financial institutions as landlords, replacing what Dr. Michael Hudson considers regular landlords whose profits were in line with services rendered. During the 2008 subprime debacle, the U.S. allocated $9 trillion to revive the economy. The $9 trillion did not go to assist the 7 million families who were defrauded by banks and financial institutions, but to banks who collaborated in the scheme. Government policy, in addition, would prop up the value of stocks and bonds and benefit to the top 10% of wealth, while the Federal Reserve would acquire debt or junk bonds or worthless securities and zombie corporations' debt by neatly placing these financial instruments on their books. By the Federal Reserve placing debt on its books, it alleviated banks of debt, which freed banks to provide more credit to the very people responsible for the recession in the first place, institutional investors. The rally is access to credit meant an increase in acquisitions. This idea is not alien to capitalism or to capitalists. Purchasing more land and buildings cheaply as a result of several million families losing their homes and recessionary conditions, the new landlords' unidimensional fixation on profits were quickly realized. Monopoly control of land and buildings (coughs) acquisitions put into motion higher housing and rental costs well beyond people's ability to pay based upon their wages. The government in need of revenue was powerless to intervene to mitigate homelessness because of structural limitations of capitalism and the systematic corruption politicians benefited from, essentially left the poor without recourse. Now, ironically, government policy to address homelessness during COVID never really materialized, and the attempts to minimize homelessness was dubious at best. Under the CARES Act, the U.S. allocated $2 trillion for financial relief with, with a small percentage going to major landlords. Emerging from the CARES Act was the PPP Act, which allocated about $1 billion for landlords providing according to the first round of the PPP payouts, landlords who had 500 or less workers. If landlords met their criteria, they could borrow up to 2.5 times their monthly payroll. Obviously, landlords make managing properties the size, that, si- that size in the private sector may have had many tenants economically suited to withstand short-term disruption of monetary flow. Most of the poor relying on subsidized rents reside in properties of 2 to 50 units. This, the small landlords simply could not qualify for these loans. If this is not problematic enough, of the one billion allocated for PPP Act, by week two, three hundred forty-nine billion of CARES Act funding was spent, meaning the PPP Act was insolvent. Most of the funds were decimated, disseminated to properties with the with the least need. By the second round of PPP Act, only three hundred ten billions were allocated. On August of of 2020 under the the same terms, except loan amounts, initially $10 million, were reduced to $2 million. By the third round of PPP Act starting in February 2021, the government only allocated $284 billion. The third round of PPP Act was changed to the Consolidated Appropriations Act or CAA. Now CAA rules stipulated applicants with fewer than 20 employees can apply for assistance Funding would be provided for sole proprietors, independent contractors, self-employed, and non-flaw-related felons could apply. Terms alone, unlike Rounds 1 and 2, or PPP stipulated, as opposed to 10 years to pay off loans, applicants under CAA must pay off loans in five years. What is interesting about CAA compared to previous rounds is that while the two previous rounds lasted two years respectively, CAA loan program for individuals most threatened by homelessness, the duration of the program lasted only one month, according to JP Morgan. This program existed between February of 2021 to March of 2021. This anomaly struck me as strategic. Given CAA existence has been absent from news coverage, and the change of the name from PAP Act apparently was designed to conceal, perhaps, it was not to conceal or to divert the public gaze of a system so manifestly opposed to humanity. If the public understood the extent of deprivation imposed on homeless individuals, protests might have galvanized overnight. Many examples abound showcasing the inherent ruthlessness and government's indifference associated with homelessness. Recently, two parents and their, ch- their children, white families for those committed to stereotypes, after all, this is America, were forced from their vehicles. They were- they used to shelter the children in San Diego, California. Police not only made them evacuate their vehicles from the elements, but they had their vehicles towed, forcing the families to endure cold and humid conditions, <laughs> uh, like conditions where they, were, where they where they resided. Is this humane or is this inhuman? In lieu of rising homelessness in the U.S. and immediate resistance to highlight this ever-expanding crisis, it would make sense to conceal information that exposes the human cost of homelessness, and the systematic rot of a system that sees much of humanity as expandable in the U.S. and abroad. And, Brother Africa, I'll close with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Haki. Next, we would like to introduce Brother Anthony, an organizer for the All-African Peoples, Revolutionary Party G.C. Welcome to Africa and the Brother Anthony.
5: Thanks for having me, Brother Africa. Okay. As you indicated, I'm an organizer for the All-African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. And uh, our objective is pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism. And we have that as our objective because that is the only solution that can uh, uh, eliminate all the problems that face Africans at home and throughout the diaspora. Thank you, Brother
2: Anthony from Brother Anthony. Next, we will go to Brother Maurice, organizer for the African People's Socialist Party in SLING. We'd like to welcome him to Africa on the Moon.
3: Welcome, Brother Maurice. Thank you so much, Brother Africa. Uh, brothers, my name is my name is Brother Maurice. I can also identify as Brother Sabukwe. As I always state, state I'm working to, to earn that name every day. Um, I am a member of, of the Pan-African Revolutionary Socialist Party, an organizer uh, of slain, struggling, living, and never giving up, a supporter of the All Africans uh, All Africans People Revolutionary Party, and more than more than all, I'm a worker for the people, and I thank you so much for having me here tonight, Brother Africa.
2: Thank you, Brother Maurice. Next, we go to Brother Moses, representing the DC Coalition in support of the Cuban Revolution. Welcome to Africa on the Move, Brother Moses.
6: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa, and greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice, especially the illustrious panelists. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism ever since I was introduced to Marxism during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race to cure racism. I bear witness that there is one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that mouth, Fay tongue is his messenger for government. Fathers help your children. I, I believe that women hold up half the sky. That's why for, um, for the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA yes. We don't reverse correct verdicts, I'm um, for for pro choice and I vote. And the struggle continues to be to unite the many to stop the exploitation of the few and the uh, This is a question of political consciousness raising and organization. We should belong to an organization, and as we increase our awareness, we should get further organized. Uh, It's a continuous process of organization, and we need to get organized. Thank you, Brother Africa.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. And now we'll bring in our sister Eleanor, who also is a member of the D.C. Metro Coalition. In support of the Cuban Revolution, we would like to welcome Sister Eleanor to Africa on the Moon. Sister Eleanor, welcome. Um, Thank you,
7: Brother Africa and uh, fellow panelists and to our listening audience. My name is Eleanor Johnson. I'm an environmentalist, educator, and artist. And it is my pleasure to be on this show that brings about the discussion of facts and organizing and elevating people's consciousness to understand what's going on in the world. As we saw this week before the U.S. Congress, misinformation is abound, and the Congress is subjected to it as well. The U.S. Congress in 1973 uh, was filled with lawyers and veterans from the U.S. military, now it's filled with uh, uh, a bunch of uh, very uneducated folks, you see, uh, members of the QAnon, such as uh, Taylor Green and others. So this is a real crisis in this country. We're not only fighting capitalism, but we're fighting fascism, as are many people around the world. Thank you for having me this evening, and thank you to your audience both here and abroad. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Sister Eleanor. At this particular time, what we're going to do is we're going into our first segment of this program, What's Going On Your World and the Community. And for our listening audience, you'd like to participate, feel free to call in at 323-679-0841. We want to know what's going on in your world and your community. Starting us off, we we'll go to back to Brother Haki, and we're we'll gonna ask him, Brother Haki, what's going on in your world in the community?
4: Well, Brother Africa, this question around, you know, what is the, the what is the catalyst or the motivation of, of capitalism? Often we we assume that the real motivation of capitalism is about the attainment of wealth, but in fact, when the more you look at in terms of a lot of the leading economic indicators in terms in terms of how this capitalism works. It becomes obvious to me that the real motive underlying that, and the real motivation in terms of capitalism uh, uh, existence, has nothing to do with economics. It has more to do in terms of power. I think that's one of the one of the, That's one of the things that we have to start thinking about more in terms of our analysis when we start talking about trying to bring an end you know, to this vicious and wicked system. I think this question in terms of you know uh, power versus economic uh, growth. I think it's key in terms of understanding more intimately you know, how capitalism works, how it's organized, and the kind of things that manifest as a result of you know, how it's structured. Let me think, Brother Africa, uh, check this out. Now, in the psycho-historical dimensions of U.S. evolution belies a hidden aspect of capitalism that is quite different than the stated objectives. Often we talk about capitalism's only motivation is economic enrichment. Despite claims of policy implementation to advance economic growth, the argument is that many of the steps taken to advance economic growth, the opposite effect manifests, reducing or eliminating possibility of growth. A classic example is corporate mergers and acquisitions facilitates monopoly where both productivity and, e- and employment decreases, while economic gains is sacrificed both in terms of government revenues and increasing unemployment. Now, this peculiar paradox suggests capitalism motivation may have less to do with economic growth and more the preservation of power. If power is the underlying motivation for capitalism's existence, attainment of wealth is secondary. Assuming this supposition holds true, obtaining wealth would not bring about social or political change. What is needed is attainment of power that comes from working collectively to push for change. Now, in the, contradictory, the contradictory nature of capitalism manifests economically consistently. BlackRock, Black Rock, the world's largest holder of assets, recently railed about central banks' throughout the world tightening the money supply. Historically, central banks served as an institution to secure funds as a last resort. Clearly, lower interest rates would increase the level of money in circulation, thereby stimulating the global economy. While this true increase in monetary levels will spur inflation, inflation could be controlled by price control supports or increased competition in the marketplace. Interestingly enough, utilization of ease of measure would, would ensure economic growth with little inflation. Despite the availability of these tools needs is on the table for discussion. Assuming economic growth is a motivation, one would be hard pressed to explain, given the desperate state or the desperate state of the U.S. economy, why it would not entail some government intervention to ensure economic growth and reduction of inflationary pressures. It appears the issue is not so much economics to the extent mass benefits arise, but whom should benefit? Capitalism focuses on benefits for the few. By its very definition, is not prioritizing economics, but rather the motivation appears to be power. Money is simply a means to amplify power. Little wonder central banks are following the lead of the world economic forum and establishing the great reset. The great reset that seeks to ensure the continuation of Western hegemony or domination by essentially destroying the world economy, ushering in destruction and death, rendering the planet too weak to resist Western interests. Now, the destructive impulse of capitalism always view people as a means to an end. Expansion of economics are contained in capitalism when it attempts to reconcile the priority between economics or power. Contemporary American society resolved this issue by elevating power above all else. The elevation of power exemplified by U.S. elites has complicated many white Americans' ability to coexist harmoniously with others while fomenting hostilities predisposed to incessant violence. This homicidal impulse was more acutely evident when it came to indigenous or African people. This process of ritual destruction resulting from social conditioning rendered economics superfluous or unimportant. While the, wealth, while the wealthy were able to use social divisions to enrich themselves, the amount of wealth conceivably that could have, they could have obtained could have been considerably greater had the collective poor, both black and white, have been compensated fairly under different economic arrangements. Policies and methods used to transfer <coughs> for, excuse me, policies and methods used to transfer wealth from working people to the wealthy persist today despite the negative outcomes. Arguments can be made capitalism in its infancy underestimated how inequality hurts economic growth. But what of today? Why does policy persist that undermines economic growth but isn't endorsed anyway? Two quick examples in terms of this paradox. First, neoliberalism essentially prevents Africa and Global South from participating in a global economy by Western states establishing commodity prices for Africa's raw resources cheaply, then selling them back manufactured goods at exorbitant prices. Paid by creditors from Western states that devalue African currency and that only Western currencies possess sufficient value, meaning trade must be conducted in Western currency. Against this backdrop, the elimination of Africa as a legitimate trading partner not only impoverishes Africa, but the negative impact to the global economy also occurs. The second example involves blacklisting of China chipmakers or, or semiconductor chips and preventing Chinese firms from purchasing certain American uh, components. Under the guise of national security interests, the blacklisting of microchips from China not only greatly reduced business production, and showing shortage, shortages of auto parts components, computers, smartphones, or manufacturing equipment, that will contribute to higher prices in part because of the shipping costs. US subsidies of $53 billion to produce microchips will only anger European Union who see US subsidies as an unfair trade advantage, compelling Europe to resort to protectionism. Protectionism will, will only exacerbate the global economy, spurring interest rate increases and greater massive unemployment. Political leaders are intimately aware, but they desire to show the China's who has the power overwhelms any sense or concern of economic devastation to the U.S. economy or its impact on working and or poor people in the society. Now, economic projections say economic growth among G7 nations is slated to average only 1.5% growth a year for five years until year 2027. 20, These projections can be reversed by implementing trade with Africa as a viable partner by changing policy to empower Africa <coughs> to be free to set its commodity prices, making them competitive, and a progressive tax on wealth to provide the needed liquidity by states to perform economic functions vital to the economic, <laughs> economic, to vital to the economic well-being and to revitalize the global economy. Unfortunately, none of this will be implemented. Economic growth dictates that these measures should be implemented, but the reality is a strong economy or economic growth imperils the ability of capitalists to maintain a stranglehold over the world's economy. In this regard, conscious attempts to negate economic growth aligned with ad- ideological claims that w- that hold Western elites are ordained to control the world. Now, the humans of self- historical claims are having the right to control often manifest in politics and in the discussion of the growing Growing the economy is seldom acknowledged. Republicans, big on culture wars, recently proclaimed, "We want total war, battle in the media, in the courtrooms, ballot boxes, and in the streets." Implicit in the Republican messaging is the pursuit of power, not money. Power sets the terms of social, political mores under which society will be governed. People within Republican platforms stands the desire for limited government, individual freedom, and a return to the yesteryear. Neither of these things concern themselves or are equipped to address the political and social economic changes that are sweeping the world. Events like the Ukrainian war, the BRIC nations move away from the dollar, the emergence of Russia and China pose a different paradigm for the planet. Western hegemony is declining and the Republicans are acutely aware, since their legacy is slipping away, economic growth though so publicly stated for political effect is not high on their list of considerations. This is a time of war. When Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican out of Georgia, says at a conference, "If me and others like me had organized January 6th uh, 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 resur- whatever, Resurrection, or whatever you call it, would have would have won," to which she replied, quote, "Not to mention it, the, the event would have been we would have been armed on, on January 6th. Is a good indication of what the priority is. In discussion of economic growth, is likely to be be dismissed uh preferring instead to focus on war that must be fought against China or Russia. Perhaps this line of reason explains the lack of outrage expressed at US military expenditures of $1.64 trillion in 2022 and the allotment of $83.2 billion to Ukraine, not to mention the $21 trillion missing from the Pentagon budget that could revive the US economy. In hindsight, the lack of moral outrage is consistent with the tenets of capitalism predilection for power. The fact that public treasury can be spent without regard to the impact on the public says a lot. If capitalism really resided itself to economic growth, wasteful for military spending will be rebuked, and an insistence that money be used to expand the U.S. economy will be expressed loud and clear. Neither Democrat nor President have expressed indignation, <clears throat> and there's only one thing can be concluded from such a position. Power is truly the victor, not economic growth, in the truest sense of the word. And I told you that Brother Afka.
2: Thank you, Brother Hakey. Next we go to Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, what's going on in your world in the community?
5: Uh well let's see. The uh, uh the struggle between the haves and the half nots is intensifying. Uh let's see, um uh Cuba is forming closer relations with uh Russia in order to break out of its isolation in the uh trade market. Uh let's see um uh let's see uh the war in the Ukraine is intensifying and uh let's see and um uh, let's see, and I think that's partly because the US is not finding it uh easy as easy to uh strangle Russia as it thought it did. And uh let's see and uh uh let's see, uh the the resistance is intensifying Uh, Particularly in South America and Africa To the moves of U.S. imperialism Uh, That's all I have for the moment
2: Thank you Brother Anthony and from Brother Anthony We're going to Brother Maurice Brother Maurice what's going on in your world And the community
3: Yes yes Uh, Recently in Mississippi Uh a twenty one year old sister, African sister, uh by the name of Corlanda McGinnister, she was murdered and gunned down by police uh officers while as I interpret it as having a a men- mental a breakdown. Um as what I, the this the news source Atlanta Black Star, um the news source in the video they had showed her in a video Holding a a a a Walmart worker, um, you know, uh, hostage, if you will, uh, uh, you know, she and we talk about Mississippi, so I think race is important to clarify here, uh, due to the history of Mississippi and the racism of Mississippi. Um, she was holding a white woman uh, who was a Walmart worker there, and she was screaming at at police officers and and onlookers, stating that she she wanted a news reporter. To come to the store to speak with her, she wanted a news reporter, and in the video, you hear her saying something like, "I don't trust," or "I don't," "I'm not going for that crooky, crooked, crooked uh, police or crooked cops." Uh, she was saying in the video, and I brought up this as what's going on, going on in my world because these type of situations were are or, not were are on an increase in our society, society and and the African society um this this shows us that capitalism is really 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 um putting a foot on our necks hard uh and one of the panelists spoke earlier about homelessness i believe his brother had key spoke about the 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 the, crazy, the the ongoing homelessness i believe in dc the percentages probably change but it's like 85 or 90 percent i seen in the washington post right in the nation's capital, right in the capitalist capital of Washington, D.C., where you have the White House, one of the important houses, uh, one of the most known, I would say, houses in the world. But outside of that house in D.C., you have 85% homelessness going on right outside. But at the same time, you have trillions of dollars going, 1.7 trillions of dollars going into uh, Ukraine to get military and to get uh, to to have economic quote unquote aid is outrageous. And and, and you know and and and, that, and, and let me and not to be long with it now. Let me try to make the connection as clear as possible. When we see this sister in in, in Mississippi gun down, and you see the brother Andre Bing also in Walmart who had a Walmart employee in Chesapeake, Virginia, who had a nervous breakdown around Thanksgiving holiday, or you have Christopher Darnell with the University of Virginia. University University of Virginia shooting. Uh, these are are, are, are are situations showing you, showing us that capitalism is really is really tight, is tight, tightening their their grips and sucking every last life that that they can out of the masses of people. And it's time for us, as we say on stay on a daily basis, to get organized, to get organized, and to get not, political educated, not only to get Organized in a in a in a organization to vote, not only to get organiza- organized under on a, a nonprofit to fight a social ills. I'm not knocking that because that's important. Community gardens are needed, uh, uh, clothes and food are needed for people who are getting put out their homes. That stuff is definitely needed. Social programming is needed, but what is what 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 is moreover desperately needed is a, a a a basically a mass a mass awareness to political education, learning um learning about capitalism, learning about imperialism imperialism, learning about the history of slavery that gave birth to capitalism, learning about the the, the birth of colonialism in Africa, all of the great mineral, minerals that we have in our homeland as African people, whether it be whether you be in Brazil ca- Canada. Europe, Mexico, Asia, you are African, and our homeland is Africa. We cannot and we would never have power until we reclaim our homeland of Africa. That must be noted. Not only reclaim it, but it got to be reclaimed under a unified, liberated, scientific, socialist system. That's the only way we will ever defeat uh, the ills of tribalism. The ills of neocolonialism. colonialism uh, We gotta have that class struggle, and we gotta understand as working class people where the fight is, and stop trying to take this alone. Like Kwame Ture said, there's no such thing as Superman. Superman's only in Hollywood, or Superwoman. There's no such thing as a Superwoman or a Superman that's only in Hollywood. And, and in the real world, the superpower is the organi- organizing. On a revolutionary organization, socialist organization at this point of, of African people and working class people, white, black, or blue, orange, red, or polka dot. That's what we have to do right now. We have to, that's where the struggle and attention should be uh, directed to, getting, joining. We should be joining by the mass numbers, <laughs> voting. We, we're voting by the mass numbers, but we need to transfer that energy to, to organizing and joining. Organizations like the All African People's Revolutionary Party, organizations like the Pan African Revolutionary Socialist Party, organizations like Friends of the Congo—these uh, are organizations that we would we should have a mass recruit- recruitment effort in. And we should—we are we, at this point we we're, we're, we're at the turning point of, of going into 2023, and Africa is on fire. Africans all over the world. We are on fire, and that is what's going on in the world. Before, before we, before our world ends, to, to prevent us, so we can continue to uh, give segments on what's going on in our world. We need Africans all around the world to join a Pan-African Revolutionary Socialist Organization. Yesterday and yesterday, thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Maurice. Next, we'll go to Brother Moses. What's going on in your world, in the community, Brother Moses?
6: Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa. Um, I just want to take this chance to uh, straighten out a little bit about Marxism uh, because there's a lot of confusion about about dialectical and historical materialism as as developed and applied to the earth and the political economy of the world by Marx, Engels, Lenin, Stalin, and Mao Zedong, uh, this there's a historical evolution of of the struggle, the international struggle for, for scientific socialism. Cuba is a Marxist government. That's why it is it is so revolutionary. Uh, the, a concrete analysis of concrete conditions, the life and soul of Marxism, as pointed out by B. Out and, in, and that's why it's the ideology, the end all ideology, because reality is its core, not an idea per se. But the, you know, there is a there is a body of works, you know, that prove to be correct. You know, written works that prove to be correct that describe the situation in the world as it was at a given moment in time, in dialectical historical materialist fashion, and so. Once these once these truths have been placed and struggled for and proven to be correct, we don't want to reverse correct verdicts. And so, you know, um, it's a struggle to win people's hearts and minds. That's what we're trying to win: millions of people, millions of people's hearts and minds. It's, and it takes a party, a Marxist Leninist party, to to. Uh, to lead the struggle here in the u s of a uh and and uh deal with this beast uh that's my opinion and uh and you know i I define that i stand behind it as the brother said and so so you know meanwhile in the world you know we're fighting a united front against fascism uh um, donald trump and and the the reactionary that he represents the reactionary outlook, he represents the reactionary movement, he represents. We are in a struggle against them, and we unite all that can be united is to defeat, discredit, and abandon him and his and his, his influence on the working class. Uh, I there's a lot going on in the world, but I just wanted to clear up that. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. Next we'll go to Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, what's going on in your world and the community? Can you hear me, Sister Eleanor?
7: Yes, good evening, um, Brother Africa and fellow panelists and listening audience. Um, there's been a lot going on as uh uh, the panelists were discussing uh, capitalism, but as Brother Moses also just brought up, fascism. So right now, the big fight in the United States isn't going to be defeating Donald Trump. It may be defeating the governor of uh, Florida because it's a movement. And, um, you know, capitalism is a problem, but fascism is where... Uh, we use dogma and we go backwards. We saw Vladimir Zelensky go before Congress, and he took advantage of a Congress that was ignorant of his history. He uh, compared uh, the Ukraine with the United States fighting uh, to uh, as a colony, a British colony, for for liberation. He compared uh, he compared the Russians to Nazis and the Russians are the people who defeated the Nazis. He uh talked about uh the Ukraine fighting the uh the US fighting the Nazis at the Battle of the Bulge, uh uh with with the Ukraine. Now all of this was misinformation. And as uh, Brother Marie said, the U.S. is about to give $1.86 billion to the Ukraine to fight this uh, backwards uh, war. And the Cold War is over. The U.S. Uh, is still thinking of the Cold War. In 1991, the former Soviet Union organized itself to uh, eliminate itself. The Ukraine was never an independent country. And right now, um, the people in the Dunbar region of the uh, what is now being called the Ukraine, decided by democratic process through the voting process, to remain a part of Russia, and uh, that is being ignored. There were several, uh, at least three counties or or states, I don't know the proper term for the regions in the Ukraine, had voted to remain a part of Russia. Now, the Ukrainians uh, uh, speak some ethnic form of Russian and have to. When I think of Odessa or 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 or, or uh, Moscow or uh, Saint Petersburg, I think of Russia. Now I'm being told that I should think of uh, Odessa as a part of the Ukraine. So you know we see this misinformation uh, being spread, and in a nation where homelessness is a major problem, where childhood poverty is a major problem, where we had more persons die of COVID than any other nation on earth, where the president, former president of Brazil, Bolsonaro, is before the world court for the murder of millions of Brazilians because of his failure. To address COVID in a responsible way and he is the ally of Donald Trump and the fascists himself so we see this misinformation this is what is going on in, in, in the world today and we need to uh, stand up and address that and as Brother Maurice said that the reality of African Americans being mowed down, shot killed, it's accepted every day. That woman was shot and murdered while, while having a nervous breakdown. When we see uh, young people, their use of social media driving hours, planning for days to go and annihilate African-Americans in Buffalo. This was a youth. He's as much a victim as the people he murdered. But the reality is that with this misinformation, we aren't focusing on why Jewish people in Chicago are being murdered, mass murder, victims of this type of mass murdering kind of thing, why we're celebrating the 10th year of Sandy Hook and these children being murdered why these things are going on. This is the working class annihilating the working class. And uh, I'm surprised that Nancy Pelosi, as well as President Joe Biden, in being so confused about who Zelensky is, that he would be uh, supporting uh, uh, some type of a uh, nationalist movement that is supported by neo-Nazis in Jordan as well as within his own party, if not himself. While these people were appearing on Vogue magazine just a couple of months ago, While again, as uh, the uh, panelists talked about uh, what was happening in terms of housing um, what was happening in terms of homelessness. And this homelessness is not only a housing issue, it's also a business issue. Walmart is the largest retailer on earth, I believe. But where are our small retailers? Where are our small businesses? They're failing because they don't, ha- they're not receiving uh, the funds and the monies uh, that are being made available by the federal government. Look at farmers. Small farmers aren't getting their proper share from the Farmers Federation and these other governments. Or look at the um, NED, the National Organization or Educational Organization on Democracy, It's not standing up for democracy. It's, in effect, doing the work of government agencies that they would have been doing in the 70s, such as the CIA would have been doing, but they're doing it now. So we need see Nobel Peace Prizes being given out by by the the Swiss from their six judges being given out to Ukrainian people or people from Belarus, this isn't a coincidence. This is propaganda. this is uh brainwashing mass brainwashing of uh, the the brainwashing of the masses and we've seen thirty nine states pass voter suppression laws since twenty twenty. And we see these awful things happening here domestically, but we're filling the coffers of the Ukrainian people. Something is wrong. We're supporting a a war against our former enemy, Russia. Do we really need to separate them from the Black Sea so they have no access to their navy? We need to think this over and think about it. Um, uh, before we take any further action. So this is what's been going on in my world, listening to what our Congress is doing, listening to what our president is doing, and realizing that we really need to educate our people and educate our people in the community. So us as African Americans, as African people, we start with ourselves but it's not only us that are lacking knowledge and understanding of the geopolitical world. It is Americans in general. We, we, we have a very poor understanding of geography, let alone um, national political politics or political system. And uh, Cuba is an example of a true democracy, And uh, its people have struggled against social imperialism for 60 years. But yet they were able to provide vaccines for people abroad when they were unable to administer their very own vaccines to their own residents because of the U.S. blockade and its failure to have access to simple things like syringes. So these are the things being going on in my world while we look at the uh, apartheid in, in occupied Palestine and we see youth, five youth shot down in less than two weeks. We see a U.S. journalist, a U.S. citizen shot in the head at close range by the Israeli army with no consequences from the U.S. and we see the U.S. continuing to support the Saudi Arabian uh, 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 military and ergo the U.S. um, arms dealers which are the largest in the world and uh, this is what's going on in my world. Um, and uh, I really think people need to wake up and change what they're doing and to realize our own communities block by block, city by city, by registering to vote, by educating our children, by realizing that uh, homelessness and uh starvation, and poor, poor, poorly funded school districts are not something that has to exist, but something that we have to eliminate. And thank you for allowing me
2: to make these comments, Sissy. Thank you, Sister Eleanor. Pennis. if you've been following the case of Alice I, and the recent decision that took place last week in the courts down in Miami, they refused to release al as an official diplomat representing the government of Venezuela. And, Brother Haki, you alluded to the issue of the struggle of the dichotomy of power versus wealth. I just want just a quick response because we're going to do a special program and bring people in who are experts on this particular case talk about uh, the hijacking of Brother Elisab. But just a a, a brief reaction to if you've been following the case, a U.S. denying his release in terms of one of the most ridiculous rationale or basis of denying his release from what I have seen reading some documents and reports that have came out of this um, case last week is that at the time when he received his authentication as a diplomat for the government, they did not recognize the president of Venezuela, Maduro. So he is not the legitimate president of Venezuela. Why, same time, they are trying to negotiate with Venezuela different kind of oil agreements. And who are they negotiating with? is with his administration. So I'm just wondering, what do y'all make of that kind of? Um, power in terms of just outright, outright um, denying the reality of everyone in the world knows who the president of Venezuela versus they turn the world that they did not recognize him and he's not legitimate. So I just wonder in terms of your response, brief response, Brother Hake.
4: Well, Brother Africa, you know, uh, one of the things uh, – Commandant uh, Fidel Castro stated prior to his transition, he said the countries around the world are going to have to simply understand in order to live free, you're going to have to take on the United States and it's just do no way around it. And so this example that you talk about, brother, is essentially where this judge is saying that, well, you know, you, you, we're not, we can't afford you diplomatic status or treat you like diplomat simply because based upon U.S. government, uh, your, your, your government is not legitimate. So that, in, that, in that context, you can't be legitimate. Clearly, it speaks to the question of power, and 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 it doesn't matter the hypocrisy or the 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 ridiculousness of it all. It really doesn't matter. It's about power, pure and simple. And one of the things that when this, when this judge said this kind of thing, there would be no type of uh, response to his ruling, simply because people in positions of power understand, in order to maintain that power, what you have to do. If you have to play along, you have to echo You have to also be on board. You know those 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 kind of policies. Even though, you know, fundamentally they're unfair, they're unjust, and they're they're erroneous. It doesn't really matter. It's a simple question of power. So I think so so so. But the bottom line is that I think as people around the world review that ruling, I think many many around the world will come to conclusion that something fundamentally skewed in terms of you know uh, what this what this experiment is. The experiment is called the United States. I think to the extent that people come to the realization around the world that the U.S. is simply uh, 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 having sort of criminal ethos, to the point, to the extent that they come to the realization that the U.S. government is, in fact, a criminal enterprise, I think it's going to empower movements, you know, throughout the world, you know, to understand the necessity and to begin to organize seriously in terms of, you know, rebuking, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, policy, military and otherwise, in terms of preventing the United States government from having any say-so in terms of the workings of their societies. So I think in that regard, I think it's a good thing that he exposed the U.S. what it is. And so, you know, and but on a logical in a logical sense, there is no justification. There's nothing you can say in terms of ruling. I mean, everybody knows it's ridiculous,
2: but it doesn't matter. It's all about power, and I'll close with that. Thank you, Brother Hackey. Brother Anthony, your response to this situation?
5: Uh yes. Uh I agree with all of uh, uh Brother Haki's points. I would uh, uh I would only add that is uh that uh that the US has no re- n- no respect for Venezuela's uh, Venezuela sovereignty. And what I mean by that is that it would not it that it would not dare do uh Due to Alex Saab, due, due, due to Europe, uh, what it did to Alex Saab. In other words, what it comes down, uh, what it comes down is, the U.S. does not respect uh, Venezuela's sovereignty. Otherwise, it wouldn't have uh, violated uh, international law as blatantly as it did. And uh, what the U.S. did. Alex lect is a violation of international national law uh the way i understand it uh that if uh, someone has diplomatic status they should not be uh treated as a common criminal in any uh us court and uh you know so I th- uh you know i think uh you know uh Alas shab should be freed uh uh, you know, right away. And uh you know, and that's a position that our organization has taken. Uh, you know, that uh he should be freed now because uh, you know, uh he's held in in uh, uh, in unjust conditions. And uh, and uh, the U.S. is violating international law, in effect.
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. We will go to Brother Maurice. Your response, Brother Maurice. Yes,
3: uh, I, I concur with, with Brother Anthony and Brother Haki. You know, United States of, of, of America and, and all of these imperialist, capitalists, uh 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 governments or systems i'm i'm I, you know it's, it's no surprise that they are still on the on, on the attack of venezuela um we already know that nicholas Maduro uh, is the official pre- uh president of venezuela and that old crony you don't hear about that stooge no more uh he he i don't, I, I i can't get his name right now i know one of the panelists know who i'm talking about but you don't hear about the the guy that that that, that they was trying to prompt prompt up against Maduro to try to take over Venezuela when they was trying to stage a, a a coup and Venezuela stood strong on on overcoming that and they still fight him. But yeah, I, I, long story short, I know you say be be brief, but I, I concur with the previous uh, panelist panelists. Thank you.
2: What is up? Yeah, thank you so much, Yes, Guado. Right yes, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a jungle, Marie. Sometimes make you wonder how to keep you from going so crazy. But let's go to our next uh, panelists. Your thoughts, Brother Moses, on the situation.
6: Well, uh, the situation is such that you know it's about political prisoners as usual, and um, you know that's why. When Obama no, normalized relationships with Cuba or attempted to to go in that direction, um, he released the Cuban Five. He threw them to Havana um, because they were political prisoners. And if you you know the change, the political thought, the political ideology, and the political what's fair, and what's unfair, is 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 all tied up in in into your beliefs of what is correct and what is incorrect and and who has sovereignty in the on this planet who has rights and who doesn't have rights uh, certainly you know uh, the Venezuelan people are attempting uh, to go on a socialist path and and the US government you know that's a no-no because you're saying you want to take control of your destiny and uh, we the U.S. Has, has a plan for you and your destiny, and it doesn't include you having independence. You know, that's why we have a colony called Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, the people united will never be defeated. So we have to win the harsh demands of the people. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. And Sister Eleanor, your thoughts? Well, I agree
7: with I agree with the other panelists that um, the reality that this this man is a political prisoner, and uh, we continue to hold whether it's Jamal uh, Abuja Jamal or whether it's uh, uh, Julian Assange or Saab, we have uh, political prisoners and we've failed to even mention the folks down that are in prison now for more than a decade in Guantanamo Bay. So um, our continued practice of social imperialism is is a reality that has to be recognized. And um, um, we right now, are using propaganda that you heard all over from the U.S. this week about fighting authoritarianism. And we are uh, a part of the authoritarian movement. We just barely, by the skin of our teeth, got our authoritarian leader out of office through a legitimate election uh, November of 2020. So I agree with the other panelists that uh uh is being held uh uh illegally, that we've we refuse to recognize uh democracies and we've refused to accept the votes of the masses, whether they're in the Ukraine with the dumb Box region, whether they're in uh Nicaragua. Honduras, or Venezuela, and we refuse to accept the democratic government of Cuba. We refuse to recognize Cuba as a sovereign, independent nation. So that's just, uh, that, that's it for my comments. I stand in solidarity with our fellow panelists. Uh, they, they said it all, starting with Brother Hakeem, Anthony, Maurice, and Moses. There's nothing else to
2: be said. Thank you, panelists. At this particular time, we're going to take a rubbish culture break. When we come back, we'll ask the various organizations, any public announcements that we would like to make, and then we'll follow with discussion on the theme tonight, which is Part 2, Cuba, Africa, and Liberation. We discussed a recent memo that uh, we had previous to as a deal with the National Security Council Memorandum 46 that was we'll produced on March 17, 1978 as a pre-context of uh, discussing this theme, Cuba, Africa, and Liberation. We'll be right back. This is Africa on the Move.
11: revolutionaries, and we understand as revolutionaries that we stand on principles. You must not get confused. The American capitalist system does not lie some of the time. It lies all of the time. When it tells the truth, it's the result of a double lie. It's a fact everywhere. Matter of fact, you will read in your very textbooks that they say politics is the art of compromise. Another lie. I'm a revolutionary. I understand that where principles are involved, there is no compromise. Sajifo, Kwame Nkrumah, that noble son of Africa, says, any compromise of principle is an abandonment of principle. When one speaks of principle, there is no middle ground. There is no gray area. There is no in-between. It's either one side or the other. When the capitalist press want to attack the all-African people's revolutionary party, they tell people all the time, don't you all go listen to them. They're crazy. Especially that one Kwame Ture. He was crazy in the 60s. He's crazier in the 90s. <laughs> well, you know, they call Malcolm crazy, so they're not going to call me sane. <laughs> and I'll never be sane in a system that's insane. That's clear. <laughs> they said, oh, he's just extremist. You know, for him, everything is one side or the other. It's either white or black. Ain't nothing gray. It's either hot or cold. Ain't nothing warm. It's either wet or dry. Ain't nothing damp. They're correct. We're revolutionaries, and we fight for principles, and there is no compromise. You know this well as students. When you recount a story, either you lie or you tell the truth. Where's the middle ground? On a test... Either you cheat or you do not. There is no gray area. And there ain't no such thing like I did a little cheating on the test.
1: <laughs> Either
11: you believe in God or you do not. But the capitalist system will confuse you. A sister the other day tried to make middle ground said, Oh, I heard what you said about God, but let me tell you something. It's true that I believe in God, but I have my doubts. I told her, once you start doubting God, you have stopped believing in God. There is no middle ground in principle. If your people are oppressed, and you are not struggling to help alleviate the sufferings of your people, by your very active in actions, you are against your people. The point must be properly comprehended. The point must be properly driven home. Because the capitalist system will let you think that I ain't against the people, but I ain't doing nothing for them. If you ain't doing nothing for them, you're against them. If your mother is being raped, and you put your hands behind your back, and you look at the television and say, I ain't got nothing to do with it, you're against your mother. If your people are being raped and you're looking at television enjoying a sign, you're against your people. It's as simple as that. The only way we will advance as a people is when we come ourselves to take our advancement into our hands in a scientific manner. For us, there is no in-between on socialism or capitalism. We know this. Socialism is nothing but an economic system like capitalism. There can only be two in the world, only two. And there can only be two because each economic system must answer one fundamental question. Who will own and control the means of production? Who will own and control the wealth of the country? The question can only be answered two ways. Either a few will own or everybody will own. It's as simple as that. Of course, they will confuse you. America prides itself on being the richest country in the world. She ought to be. She's the biggest thief in the world. (laughs) Stored my mama. That's right. I know what I'm talking about. She belittles Cuba because Cuba's a poor country. Big that. Like if something has to do with how much money you get even if you steal it. Well, in America, you know, it's so corrupt that everybody makes money by stealing, but the more you get, the less people ask you how you got it. (laughs) So they come to condemn Fidel Castro. Some people even think that because Cuba is poor, America can just walk in there and shoot them up. Vietnam was poor. That's right. Vietnam was very poor. When I was in Vietnam, North Vietnam, because, you know, I didn't go to fight the Vietnamese. They ain't did me nothing. I know my enemy. I'm not confused. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not confused. When they call me, listen, I was in Mississippi getting terrorized trying to get my people to vote. They called me up in New York in the draft boards. What you call me for? Well, you got to go to Vietnam and fight for democracy, give them the right to vote. <laughs> I it with a straight face. <laughs> all right, thank you. I never got confused with them. But the Vietnamese whooped America on one bowl of rice a day. That's
1: right.
11: I don't know what makes them think the Cubans can whip them on half a bowl.
1: <laughs>
11: and as for all you little Cubans out, you always planning. Look here, they've been planning on Castro since the Bay of Pigs. Let them plan on. <laughs> they will keep on planning. Fidel Castro is a great man, and all people who love justice respect him. Look at the situation. Cuba is a poor country. Of that, there is no question. But do you know in Cuba, every child from the time they're born until they die will have perfect health care free of charge to every level. They won't even pay for medicine. It's a poor country. Cuba is a poor country, but if you were a student in Cuba, you wouldn't pay a penny for your education not a penny. When you look at poor Cuba and see its concerns for its citizens, and you look at rich America and see its homeless, of which Cuba has none, you can see the difference between capitalism and socialism. Socialism mm-hmm. is an inevitable system. Don't you worry about these Cubans out here. Listen, they have so much disrespect for us, that you know they're the only group in the country that picketed Mandela? I mean, more poor Mandela. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, if they picket Mandela, what they going to do to me? <laughs> oh, Mandela's calling for peace. I'm calling for shotgun. Fire them up. Shoot them all.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Africa on the Moon. You're listening to a clipping by Brother Kwame Ture on Principles, Cuba, Socialism. We welcome you back on the 25th day of December. We would like to wish everyone a happy Christmas, and also those who will be celebrating Kwanzaa tomorrow and any other holidays that come during this year. We wish you the best season greetings, and we will continue to travel our road of liberation. As we now will go into some announcements by various organizations who may have some information they would like to share with you. We now we'll go to Brother Hackey from the African Wedding Association and have him speak a little bit about the upcoming pre travel challenge to Cuba. And he's making a call for you to come and join us, Africa on the Move, in conjunction with the African Wedding Association to come and see Cuba for yourself. Brother Hackey, can you just give us some general information on upcoming travel challenge to Cuba from January 23rd to the 30th?
4: Sure, Brother Africa. Yes, we'll be going to Cuba as Brother Africa alluded to January twenty-third to January thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Uh when we get there we'll be visiting three cities, uh Montanza, Trinidad, and Havana. Now <clears throat> for more information pertaining to this trip, we ask you to, to give us a call at Area Code eight oh four five four nine seven four nine two or area code two zero two seven one four nine four three three five. Or Email us at African Women's Association, P.O. Box 4433, Brisbane, VA. Or mail us at Africa Only Move Two at gmail.com. We encourage people to go to Cuba. You'll see for yourself firsthand. You know why Cuba is uh, is such a great place. And so we talk about the role of ideology. We talk about the role in terms of institutions. Cuba is Cuba epitomizes. You know all that is that is that is wholesome. All that is good. All that's uplifting in terms of is treatment of humanity, not only in Cuba, but throughout the world. So clearly there's much to be uh, a gain from going to Cuba and we encourage people to go to Cuba. You know, raise those questions that you may have concerns in terms of, you know, uh, issues pertaining to the world. Raise those questions with the Cuban people. Uh, so we think that it's important in terms of, as a learning experience, to actually go to Cuba and, uh, and to learn as much as you possibly can and to bring it back home and to share with your, with your community in terms of, what you what you observe, what you learn, why you are there in Cuba. Again, this trip is going to take place July twenty third to july thirtieth, twenty
2: twenty three. We certainly hope that you come with us. Okay, next we'll go to Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, any announcements or information you'd like to share with our listening audience in terms of what's going on with the All African People's Revolutionary Party G C. Micah yours.
5: uh yes uh let's see um uh, we're uh we uh we keep uh uh we are planning a women's program in march uh under the auspices of the all african women's revolutionary union g c uh so keep an eye on on our website for more information about that as it develops and uh, you know and also for uh, other information about uh, pan-Africanism we have a new position paper on the Alex Saab case uh, that you may want to check out and uh, please point that out to your friends who may be interested our website address is www.a-aprp-gc.org.
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Next, we're going to do Brother Maurice. Any activities planned for any of the various organizations that you represent, Brother Maurice?
3: Yes, and I, I just want to thank you, Brother Africa, for allowing us to platform Uh, to speak on current uh, things that we got going on in our organizations. I I truly appreciate you on that. Um, As for the Pan-African Revolutionary uh, Socialist Party, we are are about to release our 2023 uh, calendar uh, titled Capitalism Kills and uh, also focusing on global African youth caught in the snares of capitalism. So please, if you have any children, any youth, all of us, uh, if you can support, you can make a donation—a ten-dollar donation—to uh, get this calendar. If you, if you, if you, uh, if you're interested in having a new calendar for the new year that prepares us, our people, with um, you know hist- historical events of world African history, whether it be in Caribbean, uh, Europe, the continent, or here in the Americas. Um, it also give us quotes from previous African uh, freedom fighters uh, and socialist freedom fighters uh, around the world. So that's what we got going on uh, as of right now. Thank you.
2: And how can they get in touch with your organization, Brother Bobby, so they won't place an order?
3: Yes, uh, they can visit uh, pan Revolutionary Socialist Party.org. Pan African Revolutionary Socialist Party, all one word. dot org, and uh, you can uh, reach out to, through that uh, website, and we will be in contact with you. Or oh, I'm sorry, or you can you can also, I'm sorry, you can also email us at pan at gmail dot com, pan at gmail dot com.
2: Thank you, Brother Maurice and Brother Moses. Anything going on with the DC Metro Coalition in solidarity with the Cuban Revolution?
6: Well, we we don't have as a as the organization at this moment in time, we don't have a uh a, a, a definite date and time and place for our next um gathering which will be a, a political conscience-raising event and a, possibly a fundraiser as well. Um, we're working on that. It won't be this It'll be in the new year, probably in January, but maybe later. I don't know. It depends on how much we can get together in terms of organization. Um, so I, that's the situation right now. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses and Sister Eleanor, do you have anything you'd like to add to Brother Moses' report? Are you there, Sister Eleanor? Yes,
7: not at this time. Thank you.
2: All right. Let me just take this liberty you have to share with our listening audience uh, some historical facts that took place on this particular day that should be an interest of our peoples. Because we should always be aware of our history and our contribution. We said that on in the year nineteen sixteen Ahmed Ben Bella, Algerias socialist revolutionary and first president of Algeria was born in nineteen sixteen on this day december twenty fifth and in nineteen eighty four the black Christmas boycott of holidays in memory of those who die in the Zania South Africa struggles. So for, on this particular date, in 1984 and 1961, there was just some historical um, history that we need to be well. And we also just would like to remind our listening audience that, again, the African Weather Association, along with Africa who on the move, and other organizations are working hard to try to get asking people to show their appreciation, all freedom-loving people, to show their appreciation and make a contribution towards putting an end to this illegal and more racist blockade by come joining this particular um, travel challenge from January 30th to 23rd to the 30th. And you can do that also in terms of you can go to their website as well, which is at wwwaa C O U R S. So you, we have a little more than a week or so to really make a commitment to be on board. Please do, the, please do so and come see Cuba for yourself. There's nothing like primary primary knowledge. Come and see Cuba for yourself. So at this point in time, you have heard various perspectives from our independent political organizers and analysts. They are expressing their views, which entirely are totally our views and not necessarily views or Africa on the Move radio station. If you have any questions or comments that you have heard, please write them to us and we will give it to the appropriate person. You can email us at Africa on the Move 2, the number 2, at gmail.com. Africa on the Move 2, at gmail.com. So let's continue to move down this road of liberation. After you move, into this first particular item of discussion as relates to today's theme, Part 2, Cuba, Africa, and Liberation. We happen to have access to a document. This document is exhibit 10 of the U.S. Supreme Court case number 009587. It's titled National Security Council Memorandum 46, dated March the 17 seventy eight is being addressed to the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, the Director of the Central Intelligence Agency. The subject is Black Africa and the U.S. Black Movement. It reads, The President has directed to a comprehensive review be made of current developments in Black Africa from the point of view of their possible impact on the black movement in the United States, the review should consider, one, long-term tendencies of social and political development and the degree to which they are consistent with or contradict the US interests. Two, proposal for durable contacts between radical African leaders and leftist leaders of the U.S. Black community. Three, appropriate steps to be taken inside and outside the country in order to inhibit any pressure from radical African leaders and organizations on the U.S. Black community for the latter to exert influence on the policy of the administration toward Africa. The president has directed the NSC, interdepartmental group for applicant perform this review. The review should be forwarded to the NSC Political Analysis Committee by April the 30th. Now, those who signed on was Victor Lubaziski. So, well, i just stop right there. If you get a chance, we're actually going listen to you. Please check out this document because it raises so many um, interesting issues and concerns. It also says a lot about how they view and see your potential. I'll stop right there, and I will come in. I will ask my panelists to come in at this point, point in time. Brother key, giving your assessments on uh, what points of interest, what points of uh, uh, concerns that you can take from such a document. What were some of the things that were stated that you consider was important? And also to talk about how they really view the the. the potential that African, African people may have not only on U.S., but the world in general. Brother Haki, the mic is yours. Yeah,
4: well, I think when we talk in the context of geopolitics, one of the things are very, very clear. The kind of knowledge that Africans born in the U.S. have acquired is of significant importance to Africans on the continent, and the U.S. government intelligence, particularly specifically, is very akin to that uh, to that reality. Uh, one of the things is that when you talk about historically, when you look at Marcus Garvey movement, uh, one of the real obstacles, one of the real, uh, 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 as far as the government was concerned, one of the real challenges in terms of preventing that movement from excelling, was the fact that, if, in fact, if you allow African women the U.S. to go back to Africa to actually set up institutions, then it would be certainly institutions that would be not in the interest of U.S. or Western interests. And so, therefore, that movement had to be opposed by intelligence. Uh, and it's very, very interesting. Uh, on the one hand, they talk about the fact, you know, that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, Africans in America uh, really, you know, don't lack the uh, lack the um, sophistication in terms of being able, you know, to influence, you know, Africans on the continent. And in that regard, uh, they, they constitute no real threat. But then you have a situation like Marcus in which they actively worked to show that that movement failed. And the question becomes that, you know, aside from the rhetoric or the racist connotations of stuff that they spew, they understand fully well that Africans are well-versed in terms of, you know, how the society is organized, how it works, and understanding that in those kind of intimacies uh, makes it possible in terms of the use of information to go up to the continent of Africa and to expose, to expose uh, you know, the, the inner workings of the society, and to to the extent that africans africans begin to understand you know that what they perceive to be uh um america's greatness is in fact is all a facade and a lot of this stuff is was you know it a matter of fact was manufactured uh not because it realistically existed because it served the interests of of western imperialism and so therefore people are, believe a lot of times that a lot of the stuff that they hear on t v they see or they hear on radio or they see on television. Pertaining to the U.S., they believe that this stuff is legit. So Africans, are, Africans born in the U.S. are in a strategic position to uh, disc, to, um, to clarify a lot of these misunderstandings. Terms of what really con- what, what America really consists of, uh, how America is really constructed. I think also, brother, brother Africa. I think you know the, the connection between Africans born in the U.S. and Africans, you know, on the continent. I think that is, is clearly a source of concern for the intelligence community, and rightfully so. Uh, one of the things is that when the brother from Somalia who just returned after being here for some time, when he came to the realization that uh, this, this question in terms of freedom for African people in America was a facade, and once he realized that, he would say he had enough, he returned back to back to uh, to, uh, to to Somalia. Well, the great thing about that, this brother was very very candid in terms of you know uh, information that he conveyed. when He talked about the fact. That uh you know when he prior to coming here when, certainly once he got here, you know one of the things that he constantly heard was to avoid Africans born in America, and so I really admire his candidate, but the, clearly you know africans uh you know coming abroad do have this misconception in terms of what constitute or what who are African people, and this perception that in fact, we all criminals, we're all in games, uh we're all up to no good, those kind of those kind of things. Resonates in the minds of lots and lots of people who really don't understand simply because they haven't had the opportunity to actually come to America Or they don't have never even met anybody African born on America, you know, on the continent So therefore they have no reference in terms of being able to clearly understand, you know what the information they are being received is is calculated for the sole purpose of imposing divisions between Africans on the continent And Africans born in America. So intelligence community is we're well aware of that, but I think what's happening increasingly you have governments like, you know, Ghana, uh, governments like Eritrea who are saying that, listen, you know, uh, we, listen, We Africans born in America got a lot to say, and we have to embrace Africans born in America because we can learn a lot from Africans born in America in terms of what's going on because if we can use African voice in terms of the catalyst to get our people to understand that we have to get motivated, we have to build, and uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> and, that, and first and foremost we understand that there are objective enemies who stand in our way in terms of progress uh, if African Americans can create the the conditions, certainly by virtue of exposing what goes on in America, then certainly Africans should be applauded for their for their uh, 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 acumen in terms of understanding, you know, the kind of a uh, uh, kind of uh, systematic abuses that take place in America, and particularly in the, the negative impacts it has on the continent of Africa and African people throughout the diaspora. So those countries in Africa who are becoming clear uh, are becoming very very clear in terms of. Importance in terms of the relationship between Africans born in America and Africans on the continent. Now, I I will caution and say that we have to be very clear. There are a lot. There is a lot of corruption on the continent. So you got a lot of African leaders who are not who who for that same reason who are adamantly opposed to the relationship between Africans in America and Africans on the continent because Africans in America have the potential in terms of have a long history in terms of exposing U.S. corruption and or or, or U.S. indifference toward Africa. And so, one of the things, if you're an African leader trying to make money, you know, by playing ball with the West, one of the things you don't want is for Africans born in America to come to Africa and to expose the inter, inter the inter the interworkings of the society to the extent that the, the society is really uh, is, is geared toward uh, the disempowerment uh, or the negation of, of the African continent by economic, social, and political policy. Uh, so clearly, you do have that, but you do we're growing, but increasingly, you do have more and more African leaders who begin to recognize. What African, African, born American contribution could be to the continent in terms of moving our people forward, in terms of our struggle against a uh, global imperialism or neo-neoliberalism. And lastly, brother Africa, I think you know this this pressure on Africans, you know, uh, to, to somehow dismiss, you know, um, the relationship with Africa. I think is very, very key. Okay, one of the things when you look at it in terms of the the advertisements or news or the media in general. Uh, there is no real critique in terms of what's going on for Africa, and the question becomes, why is there no real critique going on in Africa? To the extent that you get critique, it's often uh, kind of stereotypic, you know, uh kinds of uh, information. You know, Africa is poor, Africa is backwards, uh, the, the, the the people don't have education, blah 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 blah. The usual kind of uh, usual kind of stereotypes that they 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 they, they, they prop up. And so they have a vested interest in making sure that Africans in America absorb that that kind of propaganda for the sole purpose that, so so, so in the minds of African people, you know, listen, you don't want to go to Africa because that's not a place that you want to go. It's a horrible place. You don't want to be a part. You don't want to go there. You don't want to be a part of that. And for a long time, it's been very, very successful because a lot of African people, when they talk about traveling abroad, they talk about, we're going to France. We're going to England. We're going to Spain. We're going to Italy. You know, so that, has, that is changing and increasingly you find more and more Africans born in the US talking about, listen, my first destination is Africa, which is a very, very good thing, which says that, you know, the, the attempts, this propaganda, propagandistic attempt by the US government, you know, to 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 deceive us as a paint African in a negative light, it's not working. Increasingly, we'll begin to understand, you know, our our, our future you know, any longevity on this planet hinges on a strong and unified and socialist Africa. And increasingly, more and more African people in America are beginning to understand that reality and as a consequence of beginning to travel to Africa. So that is, that is a great thing. And, but I but in Brother Africa, I'll close with that.
2: Thank you for your response, Brother Hakeem. Brother Anthony, one of the things about this article, clearly it shows the threat and the threat of Pan-Africanism to U.S. Uh, interests and imperialist interests. Now, when you look at the study response to the Presidential Security Review memorandum, NCR 46, titled "Black Africa and the U.S. Black Movement," if you look at the objective, it stated that objective of our policy toward Black Africa is to prevent to prevent social upheaval which could radically change the political situation throughout the area. The success or failure of our policy in the region depends on the solution of international and internal issues, whose importance of the United States is on the increase. Now, they talk about this whole question of the danger and the threat of Africans joining hands together and fighting for their own interests will maybe, in, or will be, in opposition to our interests. So, looking at this, understanding that reality, brother Anthony, what will be your response to those who say that pan Africanism does not play a future or a major role in the future development, well-being, and liberation of our people? See, like the enemy knows this very well. Your response, brother Anthony.
5: I would uh, I would argue that the opposite is true. That if we united with our brothers and sisters on the continent, it would be a step forward. Uh we could uh you know, exchange mutual experiences for one. And uh we could also uh you know, uh have a discussion about what's unique about our experiences in different areas of the world on the continent and in the diaspora. And I think and I think what I am in the enemy's fear is that we we will discover that we have more in common than what is dissimilar. And uh once we discover what we have, uh we emphasize our commonalities, uh, you know, uh the game is over pretty much. In terms of uh you know, the the lives our enemy perpetuates against us will will stop working. And uh uh you know we, we we will be able to unite uh to uh effectively to fight for what is ours, which is africa and uh you know so i think uh so i think the uh the opposite is true that us getting together and uh getting acquainted with each other would uh would uh you know make it possible for us to unite
3: and
5: uh fight together to feed our, to defeat our common enemies and uh, to understand that uh uh you, uh you know our reality better and our history as well
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony and Brother Maurice. We can see the connectedness concerns by the enemy when we look at one of their pl- political objectives in terms of why they monitor our movement and our relationship so closely. Because let's read their political objective number one, if you look at it when you read this document. I'll read a couple um, paragraphs, and i like to have your response to this, Brother Maurice. It states that One political. If black African states assume attitudes hostile to the U.S. national interest, our policy towards the white regime, which is a key element in our relations with the black states, may be subjugated to the latter to great pressure for fundamental change. Thus, the West may face a real danger of being deprived of access to enormous raw materials, resources of southern Africa, which are vital for our defense need, as well as losing control over the Cape Sea route, by which approximately 65% of Middle Eastern oil is supplied to Western Europe. Moreover, such a development may bring about internal political difficulties by intensifying the activity of the Black movement in the United States itself. It should also be borne in mind that Black Africa is an integral part of a continent where tribal and regional discord, economic backwardness, inadequate infrastructure, drought, and famine are constant features of the scene in conjunction with the artificial borders imposed by the former colonial powers, guerrilla warfare, and widespread indignation against apartheid in South Africa. The above factors provide the common state with ample opportunities to further their aims, thus must necessarily be bound to the detriment of U.S. political interests. Your response, Brother Maurice?
3: Yes, yes. This before before I respond to 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 that section of the document, I want to point out some other things in the document that I noticed. Uh, the year of this document is nineteen seventy eight. If you look at nineteen seventy, had what what had transpired in that ten year span of nineteen seventy eight? They they killed powerful leaders. They they did powerful coups to Ghana. They killed Julius Namumba we you know all of that and then they they still have uh the pedal the gas pedal to the metal so in in connection to what you just read oh one more thing i'm sorry one more thing too i want to point out it's kind of oxymoronic for them to clarify black africa i noticed throughout the document they kept saying black african or black africa black kind of oxymoron right uh, uh, uh animal rabbit or a rabbit bunny i don't know it's just kind of kind of this court me when they say black africa and I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that they're talking about there are many uh dominions in africa the south africa or or kenya their, those uh areas where they have a, a huge predominant predominantly uh european people and living in these uh european foreigners living in the african countries to get to your question to the point at the point of the matter uh, when we look at the book White Males by Susan Williams, these people uh, are—they are, are, say to stuff in this document, right? The West may face a real danger of being deprived of access to the enormous raw material resources. So that's why you see these and you see these uh, continuous wars, these continuous continuous wars in Africa. That's why you see AFRICOM in Africa, uh, and, and look at what they say, right? Over the Cape Sea routes, <laughs> the Cape Sea routes, right? All of the, all of the military, well, now all if not all mil- military bases. They, 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 and these, uh, capitalists, fascist governments, however you want to frame them, capitalists. They are, they are, uh, uh, bull, bo- 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 uh, eyes. Bo- I-, bo- I-, I can't even get the word out. I'm so, uh, <laughs> amped about this situation, man. What was going on? But they are so honed in on the cape route the sea routes right the the waterways the 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 ways the, the entry points if you will to get the minerals to get the to get the uh the access to the land the, the, for the for the wars that continue the arms the military the quick way in the quick way out these ports they keep talking about they are really uh dominating these ports and sea routes today and as for the middle this is 60, 65% of Middle Eastern oil is supplied to Western Europe this is what's going on today what you see with Libya killing Gaddafi all of this connects but i want to uh, backtrack cuz I'm, I'm i'm speaking I gotta slow down but with the white malice book by Susan uh, uh, Williams i suggest everybody who is listen, listening to get that book because you would see uh, you would see that the the, the 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 works the 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 deviance the, the the hell that these people want us to catch and our leaves to catch uh, to the point of putting poison in a scuba diving suit to kill Fidel Castro. Because the man, they say the man lo- like, loves scuba diving, so we're going to put some chemicals uh, in his scuba diving suit to kill Fidel Castro. We're going to put poison and a two to kill Patrice Lumumba. These people are, are 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 treacherous. They go out they they kill their own. They kill a couple CIA agents for wanting to uh let the cat out of the bag if you will. This is they they are serious. And what I would urge real political leaders uh, on the continent, if, if, if and Paul, Paul Kagame, Kung, Kungami, excuse me for name-calling, but using a derogatory name, but Paul Kagame, of all people, talking about he's a pan-Africanist and saying all of this bullshit about uh, he ain't scared of America and this and that. You are a puppet of America. If he was any real uh, pan-Africanist, he would have taken this document and used it to his advantage for our people. He's not. He's not serious. They're giving you this is the this is a blueprint if you will for their destruction for capitalist destruction they're telling you in they're telling you in the document we have power this is how they use their power this is how we gotta fight it they're giving you the damn the damn uh the the, 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 the key to the pe- well piece to the puzzle with this document, but Paul Kagame and other uh and sellouts like him, they talking about they pan Africanists, they're talking about they, they, they lead us, but they got the proof the proof in front of them. They're telling you these uh enemies if you will, these explorers, these colonists, they they telling you right now what we want to do. What we what we what we and this is nineteen seventy eight. They telling you right now in that in in this document, this is what we wanted to do. This is what we have to do. Uh we need these uh, resources. We need the uranium from, from Congo. So we can continue to bomb like we did in like they did in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Japan. We need a Kotan, we need a cobalt, so we can have drones, so we can have uh uh, uh uh electronic cars, phones that we're talking on right now. Uh we we, we we need all of this to continue going on and on and on. So if 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 if, if and, and they are part of this, this is this is this is what they're using. This is the this is the <laughs> the dummy Kagami. Uh, and, not, and not only him, a lot of, of these, uh, those, all of those, uh, if not all, most of those uh, leaders, if you will, or, or, or prime ministers and presidents over Africa that was standing up there with with Joseph Biden at at, 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 at this uh, African summit, if they was really serious or had any backbone for our people. And for our country of Africa, they would use this document to their advantage. So, you know, it's it's ridiculous, man. Like they use the CIA, they use COINTELPRO. Ray, he renewed spoke about this is this is that document connects to that to, to this coin this is corntail pro on a on 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 a million on a billion um you know they said they said in the document Black Panther Party we can't have a black panther party we need to we we need to keep that out of the way. We don't need no Martin Luther King we can't let pan africanism reemerge again. They are telling you all of this and it's a document and they're telling you how they're going to they telling you in a sense how they're going to combat it. Uh, with with uh, putting, if I understand it and interpret it correctly, one thing that baffles me and panelists, whoever read the document, y'all can help me clarify this. In the document, they stated that uh, we need to pump money into because we don't have King and we don't have the, we don't we don't need uh, we don't need them leading themselves. We're gonna prop up uh, social uh, social welfare program organizations to keep them appeased and and, and, and to keep them pacified. So they won't have to organize among themselves. We're going to we're going to we're going to pass a fine. We're going to uh, get get give them a uh, little scraps here and there. Get them a little food stamp here and there. A little EBT card here and there. We uh, And that's and that stuff is not even given at us. It was socialists that that built these damn programs. These are socialist programs, food stamps. Heating assistance, cooling assistance. There ain't no damn social welfare. Uh, they, uh, they they did it because some kind of, are they hot? These are the programs that we, uh, 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 socialists created it, created these programs and influenced these programs. The same thing with free, free uh, breakfast free breakfast in the morning for kids students those community programs by the you know we already know about that black panther party and other pan, Af- pan african and socialist organizations uh humanitarian organizations of uh, uh, health care health care and all of this stuff we did we did we it was we the socialists that, that did it the people that did it but I, I don't mean to be uh so so amped up but this document is 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 uh you should be amped up reading this document, man. This is this is nineteen this is the seventies. I won't even thought of it yet, man. But I, I conclude.
2: Thank you, brother Maurice. We're going to Brother Moses. Brother Moses. And one other objective that they wrote back and turns out to look at deal with this situation, look at this situation. I read number two, dealing with economics, and Brother Moses, would you like for you to respond to it? It states that Black Africa is increasingly becoming an outlet for U.S. exports and investment. The mineral resources of the area continue to be a great value for the normal functioning of industry in the United States and allies' countries. In 1977, the U.S. direct investment in black Africa totaled about $1.8 billion and exported $2.2 billion. New prospects of substantial profits will continue to develop in the countries concerned. Your response, Brother Moses. Let me bring Brother it's Moses a, in. No. I got you in there, Brother Moses. Go ahead. Your response.
6: Okay. We live in a world economy, a political economy of – Uh, that is dominated by imperialism and capitalism, USA being the number one with the U.S.-Israeli project. Um, So in this situation, we are faced with exploitation of all the resources of the world uh, if they can get their hands on it. That's what they want to do. They want control of all the resources of the world to be used for their disposal, and uh, and the U.S. government and its corporate business interests uh, seeking and to and fro around the world, seeking seeking um, spheres of influence and um, places they can start exploiting. Uh, that's the nature of the beast. So we have to understand that, number one, the capitalist profit drive. Now, in terms of um, the solution, socialism and a a conscious people who are aware of their situation and are organized in order to deal with their situation. Uh, It takes millions of people to make it work. And uh, we need to raise the consciousness of the people as much as possible as to the task that we are faced with and and get people committed to the struggle.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses. Sister Eleanor, when you read this article, Sister Eleanor, it talks about this whole relationship between so-called Black Africa and U.S. Black movement, when you look at those two relationships, Black Africa U.S. Black movement, and look how they already have plans to undermine and co-opt these movements, what would be your response to those who continue to view themselves as not wanting to have any relationship to Africa, even though they may be an African? Your response, sister Eleanor.
7: the uh, yes um it seems that the uh it was uh, rather divisive in that the goals uh of um, the persons in the article were to divide to divide uh uh Africans in uh north america from or in the United states. Of America from those on the continent, when in fact in effect, we have very very common goals and common interests, for example, in our most recent election, it was a time for us to demonstrate as uh, a people the importance of voting and um, how we could in effect change our destiny through democratic elections, while many of us were apathetic about the elections that occurred on November eighth. So, um, we we see that there is uh this tendency to polarize uh Africans in America from those abroad. Uh, So the important thing for us to do is to know that every action we take here is something that uh, not only uh, African people are looking at, but the world is looking at. And it is time for us to stand up because we are the only people in this country that depend on the U.S. Congress to reaffirm our right to vote every 25 years or so. And this is not by accident. And as one of the speakers talked about Mississippi earlier, we must not forget Jackson, Mississippi right now, where there's this tremendous struggle for something that we take for granted in the United States, which is access to clean water. And the people of Jackson, Mississippi, a predominantly um, Black city, do not have access to clean water. They've been having to boil their water or uh, at one point, uh, uh, just uh, a month or so ago, they couldn't even boil it. They had to depend completely on bottled water. So we see these atrocities happening. And we need to bring them to the forefront of the media. Um, those of us who use social media need to make sure that that's what they're putting out to their uh, friends on the on the web, on the internet, letting them know what's happening here. So the uh, intention of the article was to further polarize us, but we know united the people will never be defeated.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sister Eleanor. Brother Hakeem. When we look at this section, which is really interesting, Black Africa and the US black movement. They talk about how to keep it from being able to mm-hmm. um, consolidate itself into one and fight for their own interests. That's I was just gonna ask awesome. for you maybe give your percep your perspective. Mm-hmm. on some things they talk about in terms of how they were neutralize to keep this relationship from happening, and how does it differ from today in terms of what they're doing to Africa, African people today in terms of keeping us uh, divided. Your, your take on that phenomenon, Brother Haki? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, certainly, certainly strategically, one of the things they want to do is divide and conquer. So when we talk about, in the context of geopolitics, we gotta understand when they talk about Black Africa, what they're saying they're making just a demarcation or distinction between the the the, the, the 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 southern region of Africa or the middle part of Africa from the northernmost part of Africa. The northernmost part of Africa, you know, uh, uh, strategically known as North Africa, is considered Arab, and below that area, below that, is considered kind of Sub-Saharan. So they're making a geopolitical distinction, and so in terms of maintaining the oppression. Of the African continent, or the marginalization of the African continent, you got to keep these. you got to keep these 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 countries seeing themselves as regions. Uh, U.S. intelligence policy, U.S. Uh, economic policy, uh, U.S. social policy differs according to the region of Africa that you're talking about. So certainly, the strategy they employ from North Africa are different than the strategy they employ for South Africa, which are different from the strategy they employ in East Africa, which are different from the strategy they employ in West Africa. So it's, good, it's built. It's so so these so, so the strategic input is based specifically upon the region in which they're dealing with. But it's all geared toward making sure that you formate division in Africa so that these states never come together in terms of uniting as one. I think historically that's always been the case, and that's going to continue to pay. To continue to be the case. In addition to that, I think when you talk about you know specifically we talk about economic policy earlier, uh, you alluded to the fact that uh, uh, America. Uh, uh, Investments in Africa is minuscule compared to what they get from Africa, and that's precisely part of how imperialism works. In other words, you give African credits, you tell them what they can build, what they can't build, what roads they can build, what roads they can't build. You then direct those that credit in terms of what can be what can be grown and what cannot be grown. All that's directed from from Washington. In that context, you know, so so once the Western states, particularly the United States, tell African governments what they can do economically. Uh, they maximize those investors by taking those resources that are manufactured those low resources are manufactured in Africa, take them and re- uh, produce products here then they sell them back to Africa and absorb them in prices. So the consequences is that you know what they put in uh, in terms of in terms of investors in Africa, they get back twice in terms of that twice amount in terms of uh, in terms of revenues so that 's all part of the strategic plan. The thing is until African leaders understand. The name of the game. Uh, Nothing's going to change. Don't get me wrong. Now there are a lot of African, African. The great thing about Africa, we're talking about original. These these are the original, original uh, fathers and mothers of the planet. They're very, they're, they're ancient, the most ancient people on the planet. They're very, they're very intelligent. So when they, so when they acquiesce, when they play along with Western strategy, it isn't because they don't know what's going on. It's that they value material things above all else. And so, therefore, they're willing to play this this game in terms of participating in the the, the partition of African continent, under guys understanding that as long as they play ball with the West in terms of reinforcing this partition of Africa, they can get access to some to some funds, and that's what that's all about. And so, clearly, so when we talk about strategic from a historical point of view, the reality is, and we talk about strategically strategically what they're going to do in the future, the reality is that the the, the policy remains the same it's incumbent upon African states to recognize that this has to come to an end. And I think increasingly, more and more, the African populace have come to the realization, you know, listen, listen this, um, this problematic relationship we have with the West, particularly with the United States, has to come to an end. So I think as a, con- as, 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 as a result, I think increasingly, there's more and more education uh, toward building a relationship with, with countries like China, Russia, or, or, or India, who, in, in which the, 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 the expectations are that you can do real business with these these countries, and that the opportunity to exploit Russian uh, African resources become considerably less. But again, it's going to depend on the the, the perseverance or the acumen or the, the intelligence of African leaders uh, to you know to 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 understand that the power that they have in their hands, and to use that power for the betterment of Africa. But in order to do that, it's going to take a unified Africa to do that. You can't do it unilaterally. And, and brother Sabukwe was talking about uh, Paul Kagame, you know. But Paul Kagame, like so many other African leaders, Museveni of Uganda, all of proclaim to be Pan-Africanists, but some of the most corrupt brothers on the continent. Uh, but yet they say they're Pan-Africanists, and so clearly it's just something that they say as a cover. They have no desire to ever see a unified Africa. In fact, they work to, to ensure uh, Africa doesn't become unified. One of the reasons why Qaddafi uh, is there today is because of, of people like uh, people like uh, Mussolini, who acquiesced, who supported, who, support who worked with the U.S. in terms of the death and the, 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 uh, the, uh, the killing of Qaddafi. Uh, so clearly, uh, you, know, uh, you know, until African leaders come to the realization, you know, that enough is enough, uh, providing uh, the African masses continue to pursue pressure on the African leaders. I think the U.S policy, geopolitical policy, in terms of the vision of Africa, the partition of Africa will will persist. Uh, but I'm optimistic that the African masses are becoming more and more aware of the gains that have been perpetuated on uh, demanding that their more, leaders are more accountable. It's a, lot, it's a process because these corrupt leaders aren't going anywhere, and if they have to utilize force to kill you know, hundreds of thousands of their people in order to maintain power, they're certainly willing to do that. So it's going to be a long protracted struggle, but unless the struggle that has to be has to be taken has to be taken up, because without that struggle to force these corrupt African leaders, you know, to abandon, you know, this uh, sort of an nefarious relationship, you know, with the U.S., nothing is going to change in terms of the the lives and, and, and living standards of the people on the African continent. And I close with that.
2: Thank you, Brother Aki, and i can start with Brother Anthony and also open this up to all the political panelists and analysts tonight. I want you all to listen carefully, and I'd like for you all to respond to the later portion of this particular document, which would enlist the various political options that they have to make sure this unity between Africans here in the West, united with the Africans back home, doesn't occur. Now, in terms of political options, option number Number three in this document, it states that in the context of long-term strategy, the United States cannot afford a radical change in the fundamentals of its African policy, which is designed for maximum protection of national security. In the present case, emphasis is laid on the importance of Black Africa for U.S. political economic, and military interests. These are some of the recommendations. In, when, in waiting, waiting the range of U.S. interests in Black Africa, basic recommendations arrange without intent to imply priorities. Uh, priority are one, specific steps should be taken with the help of appropriate government agencies to inhibit coordinate activities of the black movement in the United States. It's a continuation of SCOINTIAL PRO. Number two, special clandestine operations should be launched by the CIA to generate mistrust and hostility in American and world opinion against joint activity of the two forces and to cause division among black Africans radical national groups, and their leaders. Do we, still, do we see that playing out today? Number three, U.S. embassies to black African countries, especially interest in Southern Africa, must be highly circumspect in view of the activities of certain political circles and influential individuals opposing the objectives and methods of U.S. policy towards South Africa. It must be kept in mind that the failure of US strategy in South Africa will adversely affect American standing throughout the world. In addition, this would mean a significant, can't read the particular word right there, a significant um, diminution of US influence in Africa and the emergence of difficulties in our internal situation due to worsening economic prospects. And number four, the FBI should mount surveillance operations against Black African representatives and collect sensitive information on on those, especially at the UN, who oppose US policies towards South Africa. The information should include facts on their links and the leaders of the Black movement in the United States, thus making possible at least potential neutralization of the adverse effects of their activity. And have some more about stop back right there and um just get your response starting off with Brother Anthony. Brother Anthony
5: Yes. Uh let's see, uh I would say your observations are correct, uh Brother Africa. Uh let's see, I think uh you know we have to uh increase our level of organization and political education in order to uh, in order to gain our liberation and uh, let's see and uh, you know and there are some steps we can take. Uh, they can be taken all overnight. But joining an organization that has a political education program would be a start. And uh, as we say, if you don't find any of the organizations out here that, that adequately address our needs, uh, create one on your own. But it's important that we get better organized as a people.
2: Thank you, Brother Anthony. Uh, Brother Moses, you like to respond. To we just read.
6: Okay. The
2: Yeah, Brother Moses, the mic is yours. All right.
6: What was the question again?
2: Question was looking at the various um activities the US political activities and objectives that the US laid out in the document. Oh,
6: okay. That... That, but stop
2: yeah okay all yours
6: yeah that that this um directive um a continuation of uh hoover's Diego Hoover's COINTELPRO pro at a congressional level, basically, i mean it's just another um plan for maintaining white power structures in the u s and uh and domination of of the population by the u s imperialist class and um so that's what this this document is all about uh we should not be surprised uh we had Cohen tell pro uh uh we know we know the nature of the beast, and um we should not be surprised at at uh, it, when they intellectualize what they're actually doing. Because in order to do it, they have to, they have to gain um, influence and, um, and gain political power through the institutions of the state. And so, you know, we should not be shocked at anything, but we need to get about our organizational efforts. Um, parties like the All African People's Revolutionary Party and the 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 African Socialist Party, uh, the Revolutionary Communist Party USA, the Party for Socialism and Liberation—I said because there are all these genuine movements uh, to uh, oppose imperialism, Um, mass movements like Code Pink and and ANSWER Coalition all of these all of these organizations are in the struggle against imperialism and all these the naturally the just struggles of the people should support each other um uh, because we're all fighting for the same thing basically we just we may not be aware of it, but we are fighting for the same thing because it's only scientific socialism that's gonna solve this problem, and so the sooner we get on one accord uh the better off everyone will be. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses, Brother Maurice, and then we go with Sister Eleanor. Your response, Brother Maurice.
3: I believe Brother Moses uh said it best, man. We at the end of the day, people who has who have who has a what we call a true heart and has a true uh freedom fighter spirit we are fighting for the same thing right uh i see it um and, within, and, 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 and my family uh you know they they have people in my family who who was donating clothes and fixing want to fix food for you know for the homelessness uh you know i'm sorry for 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 people who are suffering from, suffering from homelessness then i see other people who wants to um and you balance who wants to do all of these uh humanitarian things in the in in, in the world and in, in our communities it's it's is like brother Moses said we we're, we're we're they're fighting at the at the end of the day against a system that per, that perpetuates these type of uh exploitations in our in our communities communities they're fighting against these things uh how can i say it um uh uh, uh I can't even get the word. They're, they're, they're fighting against these things unconsciously. I say they're fighting against the system of, of capitalism, imperialism, which uh, produced these situations. Right? We want to fight against racism. We want to, you know, fight against police brutality. Police brutality. We want to fight against Trump, Trumpism. We want to vote. All of these things, in a sense, are trying to reach a certain certain objective, and that objective is to overcome a certain system. Now the system that we must understand that that we that we got to understand is that the system is is imperialism and capitalism. I mean that, that's it. It's in a nutshell. the nutshell. The 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 slavery of Africans. Uh, freedom, we have feudalism, uh, all of these systems: slavery, feudalism, capitalism, imperialism, neocolonialism, colonialism all of these systems are, are, are uh, exp- uh, uh, exportation of, of working class people or the masses people. I mean, point blank. We got to, once we organize that, there's no king. We There's no queen. I know we like to call each other kings and queens, but the king and the queen is the, is the ones that exploit our people. So once we understand we, we is it, the king and the queen and the, and the su- Superman and the and all of these things, we no nah, man.
1: That's
3: not that's not the road we need to be going. So until we understand the the seri- seriousness of organization, that is, is our job as 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 organizers in our in our in our organizations in our communities to help, not to help to 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 develop the masses of people to get them to understand. Hey man, yeah, you, we're we're fighting this. We're gonna fight all of this, but we we can do that but we also got to attack <laughs> this system we got to attack africom we got to get africom out of out of africa we got to get you, the united states of america and france and all these other countries off the necks of, of 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 socialist countries venezuela cuba uh brazil uh all we got we got to we got to we we got to have a glo- global global a global struggle uh against this system until we understand that, man, that's, that's that's the only way we can get there.
2: And Sister Eleanor, your response.
7: The reality is um, I think the panelists have said it. Um, most elegantly, what we need to do is to engage through uh, collaboration. You know, um, community building is what it's about, and um, we have this opportunity right now to 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 do this, and it is the uh, most important thing. And as uh, Brother Moses and Brother Key and Maurice said, and Anthony, we Brother Moses said it directly. We're all doing the same thing, whether it's uh, struggling to work with the unhoused or whether it's struggling to work with a literacy program in your community or, or um, whether it's to stop violence in the community. We're struggling for the same thing. So the most important thing is to become uh, somehow engaged in an organization that has a structure to address these issues uh, collectively. And that's where we see uh, what the Panthers were doing back in the day. You know, many of the actions of the Panthers continue to live on, whether it's Head Start, you know, they were feeding children and doing these things. So um, we need to... Uh, once again, revisit uh, uh, um, as it's always said, organization building and uh, to having a uh, establishing an independent political party, we've seen that Trump and now even the mainstream uh, uh, U.S. uh, political structure is taking on uh, developing new political parties. And um, it's it it quite well. So they emulated what folks, what the Vanguard was doing in the latter 20th century and um, taking it on as their own struggle to uh, uh, not just take over the, the Republican Party, but also to create New parties, even a cult has risen to party status. Uh, The QAnon, a cult, has risen to party status. This should let us know that it is time for us uh, to establish a new political party. There's no need that the U.S. struggle under a a dual uh, political party, a two-party system. You know, we have to look at other nations, whether it's uh, New Zealand that has 10 or 11 political parties, or Northern Ireland that has even more, or look at the Italians. We can do it here. We can establish a strong uh, alternative to the Democrats and the
1: Republicans now.
2: Thank you, Thank Sister Eleanor. At this point in time, we're going to take a rubbish and a culture break. And when we come back, we will have our final thoughts from our political panelists and editors. This is Brother Africa, and you're listening to Africa on the Move.
0: To give us the reason why people cannot live, so no one has to die. We've gotta take a stand for freedom, take a stand for truth, take a stand for justice. That's what we've got to do, cause Palestine, Palestine. needs her freedom. He needs
1: her-
2: Africa on the Moon on the 25th day, which is Christmas Day for many Christians on the 25th of the year 2022. We're discussing part two of a three-part series, Cuba, Africa, and liberation. Yes, next Sunday, the New Year's, first day of New Year 2023. We'll be here live, and we want you to join us and spread the word. Let's have these critical dialogues, discussion on how we can move our people forward and make a better humanity for all mankind. At this particular juncture, during this particular program, we are closing out for the day, and we would like to have our political panelists and analysts come forward and share their final thoughts. They've been in the seat, took the heat all night, and at this point in time, they're going have their final thoughts, and then we will proceed. And look forward to seeing you next week. So put down your calendar. For New Year's, this is the place to be, January the first. Come and spend some time with Africa on the move. So right now we are going to Brother Moses and we're asking for his final thoughts for the night. Brother Moses, the mic is yours.
6: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Brother Africa. Um Um Without revolutionary theory, there can be no revolutionary movement. You know, we there's three forms that the class struggle takes place on, and that's the the political struggle, the economic struggle, and the theoretical struggle. And so, the theoretical victory of Marxism forces opportunists to cloak themselves in Marxist clothing. Yet the struggle remains between the correct path and the incorrect path. And um, anybody who's a student of history and understands scientific socialism understands that Marx is the, is the father of scientific socialism. And so, you know, we we have to get on. We have to get study, 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 and turn ourselves into communists, as Lenin said, of uh, the advanced workers. And so we we the struggle is is between the the have and the have nots, the, the the few who have, and the masses who have not, and so we 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 need to empower the masses. That's simple as that. All power to the people. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Brother Moses, for your contribution to today's program. And we next will go to Sister Eleanor. We'll bring you in, and we'd like to have your final thoughts for the night. Well, we um
7: uh, we uh, have been like this last week discussing the Congressional Black Caucus and discussing uh different organizations. And um right now uh, I think Uh, The most important thing, as I said just a few moments ago, is to have the realization uh, of creating a new political party or joining and building uh, an existing political party, such as uh, Brother Maurice's party sometimes words will throw people off. So if you're using the word like socialist and things like this, it can really throw people off because, you know, popular belief is that uh, communism is uh, uh, something that will oppress the masses rather than liberate the masses. So that's why education becomes so important because we don't want to um, uh, lose people because of a lack of understanding. So right now, the the thing is, is to just take a look at what's happening in the world. Right now, people should stand firmly against NATO. Uh, you know, there, there's no need for NATO. And we certainly, you would think that rational people would understand what Russia was doing. It was trying to allow uh, its citizens who in 2014 had decided to secede uh, uh, um, from the Ukraine that the West was trying to, Foster you know an independent nation making the Ukraine an independent nation, and even with that going on, Russia simply wanted to allow the people in the Dumbos region and other regions of uh Russia to remain a part of Russia and not to be uh colonized by western interests but by Great Britain, the United States, and those that wish to uh, colonize the Ukraine. Also, we have to understand that um, spending $1.86 billion on the Ukraine uh, uh, is not an effective use of U.S. resources when we have so many unhoused people and uh, crumbling infrastructure and uh, uh, health and the uh, lack of uh, resources available to the elderly and see what an impact uh, the coronavirus has had on the U.S population and the number of people that have died. So we need to focus on um, domestic issues and to realize that the working class in the United States are not living as well as uh, folks in other nations. When you look at the news that these Uh, buildings being destroyed by uh, either the Ukraine or the Soviet Union. Structurally, they're in better condition than uh, many of the buildings in in the U.S. You look at these apartment houses in urban areas. They're in uh, substantially uh, better condition than those here. And uh, we have to begin to pay attention to what's going on in the news, that they're speaking lies, just look at the pictures. You see people living in single-family homes. Though they may have been destroyed, they lived in single-family homes. You don't see that in the U.S. that much right now. You don't see working-class people living in single-family homes. So right now for us, It's time for us to unite with uh, uh, our our brothers and sisters in all 50 states and territories and to uh, build a strong movement that unites ourselves and also fosters uh, unity in Mother Africa and uh the us right now has so many military bases throughout africa and throughout the world and the greatest threat right now is nato because we're doing something that we haven't seen in our lifetime we're arming uh these european nations that we have not seen armed since world war 2 this is not the time to foster militarism and violence. It is a time to focus on Mother Earth, on reducing our carbon footprint, on creating a clean, wholesome environment. And us as African Americans, as Africans in the United States, suffer the worst under these environmental atrocities, whether it's in Flint, Michigan, or Jackson, Mississippi, we are suffering. They want to uh, dump all kinds of waste in our communities, um, have us live with filthy water, whether it's in Texas, Michigan, or Mississippi. The face is the same. It's a black face. The suffering is the same. It's black suffering, black oppression. We are victims of...
2: Uh, one minute, racism. Yeah, one minute. Close up, please.
7: We are the victims of systemic racism
2: in this country.
7: And it has no color other than our us, the descendants of the slaves who built this nation. So now's the time to stand up and speak truth to power, stand in solidarity with the uh, Palestinian people against US uh, uh, supported uh, apartheid in Israel and to stand up for democracy in the United States and abroad. So with that in mind, um, thank you, Brother Africa, for another great show. Thank you, fellow panelists, for your sharing your knowledge and, and uh, your uh, strength uh, and support of, of, of freedom for our people. And until next week, have a wonderful holiday season, a happy Kwanzaa, and a merry Christmas
2: to you all. And the same to you, Sister Eleanor. we thank you. I believe you did go to Brother Maurice. Did we have you yet? Come on in. Final thoughts.
3: Yes, uh, I just want to thank you, Brother Africa, for allowing this platform for our for us uh, to to present on, and also for listeners to get some of this uh, political education that we need for our liberation and the total unification and liberation of Africa. I want to thank the fellow panelists, uh, Brother Hakeem, Brother Anthony, Brother Moses, and Sister Eleanor. Um, It's it's an honor and a pleasure to uh, serve and to participate on this show alongside with you all. I wish you all a happy Kwanzaa, and I definitely wish you all a happy Revolutionary 2023. Thank you, Brother Africa.
2: And we thank you, Brother Maurice, and same back at you. Next we go to Brother Anthony. Your final thoughts tonight, Brother Anthony.
5: Uh yes, my final thoughts for tonight are uh that we that all Africans should join an organization that is working for the liberation of our people and has a political education program. Uh that's critically important in this age and age when the enemy is uh using uh their propaganda against us. Thank
2: you, Brother Anthony and Brother Haki. Your final thoughts and announcements one more time with your tool. Yeah. Well, it, it,
4: yeah, Africa Awareness Resuming is uh Black History Education and Culture tra- Challenge Tour to Cuba. Uh, this trip takes place July January twenty third to January thirtieth, year twenty twenty three. Uh while we're in Cuba we are visiting three cities, uh Matanza, Trinidad, and Habana. Now for more information we ask us to give to, to write us at African Awareness Association, PO box four four three three Richmond VA zip code 23220 or call us at area code 804-549-7492 or area code 202-714-9435. So we encourage you to go to Cuba and see for yourself firsthand that which is, is uh, so beautiful, which is the country of Cuba. And we are sure that once you get there, you get the opportunity to talk and interact with the people. You understand the beauty of socialism and why Cuba is such an exceptional place. Now, my final statement, brother Africa, is you know you know when we talk about the criminality of capitalism, we got to be very clear on that point. You know, recently it was disclosed that, um, which is not new information, but recently disclosed anyway, that corporations, large corporations, have been paying zero taxes over the last two and a half years. That's very interesting, given the fact that we talked about during the time of COVID nineteen, when there was cries of not having enough money uh, to produce vaccines for the masses of people. Here it is: these corporations, these large corporations, were uh, enduring tax breaks or paying zero taxes. Now, in addition to the paying zero taxes, the situation get even more grim. It was it's alleged that not only did they pay zero taxes, but a lot of them, in terms of faulty accounting practices, actually got back got back money from the government. <laughs> in addition to not paying taxes. So that's ironic because when you think about the fact that the money could be used in terms of child tax credits, particularly when it comes to the you know, level, level of poverty in American society, that you have these billions of dollars that could be used to eliminate or alleviate child poverty in the United States, they, they chose not to do so. So when you talk about criminality, I don't know if that's any other way that you can define it. Uh, when you clear up a situation where you're willing to invest billions and billions of dollars, you know, for the sole purpose of making, you know, uh, 1% of the population increasingly wealthy at the expense of, you know, children of children and families, uh, it's, it's nothing short of criminal. And so clearly, you know, so when we talk about capitalism and the criminal ethos, we got to very clear that this is reality. And then on top of that, Brother Africa, you know, one of the things that, you know, Biden is talking about in the Inflation Reduction Act. Interestingly enough, the Inflation Reduction Act is all about subsidizing businesses. The most recent example is they have on building a microchip factory because they disallow China from, from shipping, you know, uh, importing chips into the U.S. from China under the guise of national security. So now what they're talking about is building a a a, a factory in the U.S. for $55 billion. Here's the catch. The $55 billion does not have to be paid back. Uh, the $55 billion is going to be, essentially it's going to be, for those individuals who own stock, you know, in that in that particular corporation that produces microchips. Uh, it's not going to benefit the U.S. economy when I own it. Certainly it's not going to benefit the masses of people in terms of homelessness, uh, unemployment, um, and, uh, and lack of, of affordable housing. Uh, so clearly uh, when we talk about the criminality of capitalism, you know, that reality just cannot be dismissed. We have to fundamentally understand that something inherently wrong with a system that is so – Human, humane anti humane uh that it can do this kind of thing and and don't give it a, a second thought uh clearly you know as always brother Africa, you know, I encourage people to unravel the metrics because one of the thing when we talk about these kind of policies that in place particularly in, in inflation reduction act, and we talk about the wholesale uh, spending of money giving it to the most wealthiest people on the planet uh at the expense of the masses of people, then clearly. What's happening is that the system itself is creating mass poverty. So you keep, so you're creating people, masses of people without any hope. And eligibility for the the system, just in terms of maintaining some type of um, longevity or or equilibrium, it has to have uh, some means in which to deal with all those people who can't, who are not housed, who are not educated, who don't have jobs. And I'm afraid to say that when you look at history in terms of the response of, um, you know, uh, uh, um, power, powers uh, that uh, when, when trapped between responsibility between enriching themselves and providing for the for the masses of people, choose to enrich themselves, then the problem that they create in terms of all these people with homelessness is normally dealt with in a very hostile kind of way. So when we talk about the, the routine liquidation or routine killing of a large number of people for the sole purpose of sustaining the system, which is simply unsustainable, we got understand it does have some merit in the context of American society. So when we talk about the National Defense Authorization Act, we got to understand when they talk about the internment of millions and millions of people in the society, we got to understand this very, very clearly. And as African people, we can afford, we can afford to buy the propaganda that, in fact, that everything is fine and all we have to do is believe in political leadership and it's all going to be okay. The reality is that we're caught up in the throes of history and nothing's going to change that reality. We must become organized. Uh, we must understand what the issues are and we must work to, to to fortify our communities. If we don't do that, we're out in our own destruction, and there's there, and, and there's no other way of putting it. And having said that, Brother Africa, you have a good night.
2: And you do the same, Brother Haki, and our panelists and analysts for the day, and our listening audience, we wish all y'all a Happy New Year, and a Happy Kwanzaa, and we Hope very dearly that you'll come back at the beginning of 2023 on the 1st and join our family as we continue the discussion, Part 3, Cuba, Africa, and Liberation. We may not give you what you want, but we'll do our best to try to give you what you need. We know that information must be used as a tool for liberation. This is what we try to do, and, and again... We want to encourage you to come and join African Women Association as we travel to Cuba. They have built a bridge that unites our people. Come on that bridge, walk on that bridge, and go and see Cuba for yourself. And for more information, we're we'll going to our website. You can go to dot com. S-C-O-M. Until next week, this is Brother Afro saying, We always try to go forward level, backward level, and we're leaving now with some sounds of liberation.
9: My journey Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah Made it through my journey Made it through my journey Hello
1: Reno
9: A bloodline across the waters From Benin to Salvador Bahia A scar comes life more rich, more pure, more alive, where death has spent many lonely nights pacing the floors of his funeral parlor, waiting for someone to die. Pellerino, a French word, called the place of torture, became a place of strength a place where faces white saints became faces of black gods where haunted visions and demons became healing visionaries and orishas from the motherland and jesus rejoined his kinfolk and was reborn and baptized in the sound of sensual skin turned up to dance to inspire a fire like the sun Pronouncing his presence Pellerino was the tongue of the flame Licking the eyes of those who have tried to remain blind Shining a light on a spirit that would not be denied No, the chains did not break the spirit Did not enslave the music of my soul Did not shackle the will of my freedom Did not tarnish the glow of my gold And all the Pelorinos in Africa, in Europe, in North and South America Cannot destroy the majesty of my people The love of my people Shining like the sun Everywhere we go Everywhere we go When the light is clear Oh, how beautiful I will be Know that I've been here and made it through my journey, yeah. And made it through my journey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: all agree tonight all of the speakers have agreed that america has a very serious problem not only does america have a very serious problem but our people have a
1: very serious problem america's problem
8: Audiences bugging. It's one of two its Ignorant brothers trying to rob and steal from one another. You get caught in the midst. So to crush that stereotype, here's what we did. We got ourselves together, so that you could unite and fight for what's right, not negative cause. The way we live is positive, we don't tell our relatives. Pop, 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 when it's shot, who's to blame? Headline, front page, and rap, the name, MC, right here to state the bottom line. The black on black line was way before time. Chuck a brother's life with a knife, that's right. Cry, cause he died on trifling death when he left his very last breath, was I slept, so watch it. Bang. I never ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan, and I shouldn't have to run from a black man, cause that
10: Take your car, leave the guns in the crack and the knives alone. MC lights on the microphone, bum rushing and pushing, snatching and taxing. I can't understand why brothers don't be maxing. There's only one disco, they'll close one more. You ain't guarding the door, so what you gotta?
8: End up in jail you and gotta, gotta go Cause you could do crime and get paid today And tomorrow you're behind bars in the worst way Far from your family Cause you're locked away Now tell me Do you really think crime pays? You on know, taking what your brother has You little sucker You talking all that jazz It's time to stand together in a unity Cause if not then you're with
1: soon To
10: be
8: self
1: destroyed
8: Unemployed C-Rap will be lost without a trace Or a clue but what to do Is stop the violence and kick the science down the road that we call eternity Where knowledge is forming, you learn to be self-sufficient, independent To teach the East is what rap intended But society wants to invade So do not walk this path that they laid it but stop, Have faded The only thing left Is the memories Of our belated And I hate it When Someone dies To get all heard up For a silly gold chain My jump
10: word. word up
8: It doesn't make you A big man And you one and going, And your brother man And You don't know That's part of the plan Why Cause rap music Is in full demand Understand My name is Just Ice, the man Not a prankster I was known As the gangster, But believe is no fun the time is now to unite everyone you don't have to be soft to be for peace robbing and killing and murdering is the least you don't have to be chained by the beast but part of people is time i believe hey yo here's the situation in the Odyssey, nonsense violence not a good policy therefore we must ignore fighting and bust it. At the door, so there'll be no bump rushing. Let's get together because we're falling apart. I heard a brother shot another; it broke my heart. I don't understand the difficulty people love your brother, treat him as an equal. They call us animals. Mm-mm, I don't agree with them. I'll prove them wrong. But the right is what you're proving them. Take keys before I leave for what I'm saying, or we'll all be on our knees
3: praying. Heavy beat, deep in the heart of the matter. The self-destruction is served on a platter. Making a day, not failing to anticipate. They got greedy, so they fell for the bait that makes them. I'm a victim, picked and plucked, new jacket in jail, but this the best there, a duck. There's no one to rock, cause in jail, you're a number. They never took the time to wonder about duck
9: Yes, we urge to
8: merge. We live for the love of our people the hope they get along. Getting a point to our brothers and sisters who don't know the time. we Instead in your head, you know our job to build and collect ourselves with intellect. To revolve, to evolve, to self-respect. Cause we got to keep ourselves in check or else it's self destruction
9: now concede that Africa is the
6: birthplace of mankind. Africans were the first builders of civilization. They discovered mathematics, invented writing, developed sciences, engineering,
10: medicine, religion, fine arts, and built the Great Pyramids, an architectural achievement which still baffles modern science. The
7: 225th Emperor. Emperor, emperor, direct descent from Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, Sheba.
10: The lion of July, the lion of, lion of The name Hylas of Lazy, means power of the power of the of the Educate yourself of Africa. Africa To liberate yourself, Africa Keep your heads up high, no more will be cry That they stole. Africa is written in our souls, Africa Oldest nation on this earth, know just what you were Well, well, the ships that to distant places Robbed us off our rights and words History says that you betrayed us Talking of the God you serve, hear the rumbling in He's the one for fathers cry and today we're still in chains. Take the shackles from our minds. You're the cornerstone, the king upon the throne. How beautiful is our Africa? Our nation has to bow, Africa.
1: You're the Power to the people, motherland represent I'm on trial with the man, she my co-defendant
8: And I demand her attention, can you focus women I'm getting closer to the sky every time I hit it Hadith celestial power of the trinity Soul made in Asia. my vice made in Italy White man's world that I'm living in some state But it was Africa, the continent we all came from Can't nothing come between me and you so before I have scenes, got to understand my roots Got to understand
10: the truth, we is all kings round here Life's not all fair, work till we fall dead all going hard till I earn like a pauper Although my body's in the U.S., my heart's there I can never be ashamed of her I got my features and my name from her Mama, asked me To do just what your word boy, boy. Hey. Oh,
1: Talking
10: about the God you.
1: Africa,
10: we claim it as their own Africa, but now we must enter to break down all these walls, our children must be taught of Africa, the science and the arts of Africa. To liberate yourself Africa To race, Africa. keep your heads up high
1: No more will we cry
10: Beautiful are the Africa A legend of the Bob
1: Africa
0: about medi-cal you have a choice and Molina makes it easy so let's talk about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health nobody knows medi-cal better than Molina visit meetmolinaca.com let's talk today
8: Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com
0: it's my little
9: escape
8: now Judy's the life of the party
9: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa